Two friends, two friends from a small town in West Virginia have one thing in common. A love of hip hop. So it's only right that they get together to wax poetic about what they love. This is Hip Hop Manifesto. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Hip Hop Manifesto. I am uh, your host, Kellen B. Conley. And to my across, miles, miles, miles away from me, in a dashing Orioles hat, is uh, Matthew Chivalry Spencer. It's about time we're doing another podcast. Are uh, you going to blame this on me? Why no, no. You are attacking me off the gate? No, 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 no. Uh, Spencer. Gosh. It's I been far too talk long. to each other every four days. But uh, now we're, we're able to make it happen. Making it happen, capping with better quality and all. Pro show. So uh, when we were talking about doing a show yesterday, you were like, "We need some topics to go off of." And so, what was what was a couple of the ones you threw out before we chose the one we went with? Uh, we talked about what has happened in the last year or five or however long it's been since our last podcast. <laughs> it has been. Uh, I wasn't even going to go there. We have to act like we're not. It's not been a long time. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. But I, it's, I don't want to talk about that because that's every episode now. So at the same time, though, it's pretty hilarious to me when you do that, though. So, so we actually were going to record a podcast about uh, hip hop homework, and it was going to be the dopest podcast ever. It was, but like most <laughs> dopest podcasts to be, it didn't happen. <laughs> probably best that it didn't happen. So our homework that we did a brief synopsis is uh hyphen gave me the painful assignment of listening to a two chains album based on a true story yeah what did i have you listen to i don't remember um um sandman homeboy sandman oh yeah yeah it's funny i haven't listened to that since i told you to listen to it so i haven't I... listened to it since you told me to listen to it either <laughs> well, the longest was, man. Of it, i realized that i can't stand two chains no matter what and I really have nothing intelligent to say about it. <laughs> Two Chains is the worst rapper ever, but I love it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're you, Matthew. You have to embrace the chains, man. You just have to t- just imagine the most ignorant person you know rapping and doing it to a dope beat, and then just go with it. Just get that head going. You like two chains, just like that. I think I'd rather listen to Fifty Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh. Blooded. So, um, how was the Homie Sandman album for you? Unmemorable. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a good thing we didn't do a podcast for that then. Well. I I I think he's good at rapping, but he's just not for me. Yeah, a lot of his songs after like this blend together, and I one minute I'm on track two, next day I'm on track eight, and I don't feel like I'm listening to a different song. So, uh, what have you been listening to then? Well, most recently, um, I just completed a tour of Mary J. Blige's "What's the Four One One" album. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> I haven't listened to that thing in full probably in. At least 10 years. 10 to 12 years. And if we're going to go even more recent stuff, last thing I listened to would have been Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Good kid. Mad City. 
Nice. That's what I've been listening to the most of the most re- of the more recent stuff. Hmm. But I've heard this dope Mac Miller song actually that just came out. That's gonna be on his album, and it's called "Objects in the Rearview." It's a real dope song, and he's not even rapping on it. He's actually singing, but it's dope. Yeah, if you listen to that shit, it'll blow your mind. Wow, really? I'm not even kidding. It's not like that one one dude that. Uh, oh, Donald Trump? No, no. There's a guy. I think he was like on Stone's Throw. Uh, Mayor Hawthorne. Oh, um, that, singing, and he made it out to be like a joke, just in case someone liked it. And everyone's like, "This isn't bad." Right. Was it like that, or did you not listen to that? To I don't like. I never liked Mayor Hawthorne, so I don't think so. Okay. Um, You're sending it to me. Wow, that is instant gratification right there. <laughs> that's how a brother rolls well, on the Skype, um, Skype complex. Um. I've been listening to uh, I've been listening to a lot of reggae lately. I don't know why. Um, I'm the go- one going to Jamaica, and you're listening to reggae. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm vicariously going to Jamaica with you. <laughs> there's, <laughs> oh, well, there. <laughs> there's a real JD and Turk moment there. <laughs> that, that wedding video was awesome. We, did you watch that? Yeah, Donald Faison has an awesome wedding. We have to top that. Yeah, that's gonna be hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's ways, my friend. So I've been listening to that, um, and I don't know, I've just been kind of letting Pandora find shit for me lately. And uh, I've sent you a couple of songs. Uh, Superstitions, um, Fountain of Youth, The Grouch, Breath album, and a whole lot of Binary Star, uh, Masters of the Universe album. That's, like, pretty awesome. Word. I, I did, I don't, did I, did you send them to me, or did you s- tell me to get them? Just told you to listen to them. Okay. Just making sure. And then there's been the reliable songs that I've been throwing on in the car, like Exhibit C or something like that. My J Electronica that never gets old to me. So anyway, it's classic. While, while we're here, while we're talking, while about- we are here, Jesus! <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's correct, Matthew. <laughs> The reason we decided to gather here today to get back to the hip-hop manifestoing is we're going through topics, and the one that came back was Kanye West. I was like, have you heard Kanye's new songs? And you were like, nah, I haven't heard them yet. But I did. After you told me, I went and watched all of them. (laughs) I did my homework this time. I watched the SNL videos. I watched the video. Wall video? Screen. The wall video? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So with black skinheads and uh, what was the other one? New slaves. Yeah, new slaves. And yeah. uh, I, you know, with all the stuff that happens with Kanye West, I can't believe we haven't done an episode on him already. We well, we've mentioned them a lot in a lot of episodes, but we've never done a Kanye specific episode. But there's only one way we can really do a Kanye specific episode, and the, that's to try to answer the question: Is Kanye West crazy? <laughs> 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 Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Good night, y'all. <laughs> you know, I remember back in, I don't know, like the mid 90s. So this is going really far back. I remember reading in uh, the source this little blurb where they're like, okay, there's this new guy that Rockefeller is working with, this conscious guy named Kanye West, who's a producer, but we heard he can rap a little bit too. He can rap a little bit. 
And I just remember, huh, I bet I'll never hear anything about him again. I was like a conscious rapper on Rockefeller, and the man was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it, it's probably best to, to give a, a time frame along with all the, the drama that is Kanye West, and then maybe in the end we can come upon a... Uh, a better decision about whether or not the man is crazy and just lost his damn mind. <laughs> well, I think we should go ahead and just begin with the music, which is where Kanye would want us to start. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Black Skinheads perform live on SNL a few weeks ago? You, you said something to me on the phone last night before I listened to it that really stuck with me. You're like, is he going in like the fear of a black planet mode or like, is he trying to be like another Chuck B or something? And it was interesting because I could have just as well envisioned like Chuck D up there, but Chuck D would have never been that pop sounding for some of the shit that he was saying. Like, you're not going to see Chuck D talking about Givenchy and stuff. Please. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. Like, I just kept thinking like, you know, I would probably appreciate this more. Maybe as much as like the SNL cast that just went nuts after he performed, even though you, it was hard to understand a lot of what he was saying. Yeah. Just being like, where did this come from, Kanye? And I, I hate to bring race into it, but it's so much of, of those two songs is all focused on race. Really race. Yeah, really heavily race based. There we and go. One of the things that uh, kind of resonates with me about Kanye isn't so much of is he crazy or is he egotistical because i think he's a little bit of both of those things actually a whole lot of some of those things yeah um but i think the celebrity has just distorted his worldview a whole lot and i think that by being this this superstar that some things with kanye probably started to blur over the years and it's like <laughs> how much of like <laughs> That's that another statement. You know, if he doesn't win a video music award and he just loses his shit, <laughs> all of a sudden it's not because, well, maybe... Or even worse, when Beyonce doesn't win a video yeah, music yeah. award. But he, it's like he takes it so personally just because it doesn't get all the acclaim that he feels that it should have that, I don't know, maybe he thinks it's like, oh, it's because I'm black. Because everything, all of his drama always seems to go back to... Well, black man can't make it. There's a ton of black men in the music. <laughs> he he always does has done that and just leaned on it like a crutch whenever anybody said anything. Three Six Mafia won a goddamn Grammy. Like, <laughs> for a song called "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp." So I, I really don't think that that's it. I understand that if a Cheerios commercial with a black man and a white woman can cause so much controversy just because it's there. <laughs> Kanye West can feel justified in being like, well, the reason I'm not winning is because they hate me because I'm black. I think that he's made it this way. Like, he's now set himself up to be hated for the rest of his life. Not because he's good, but because he just goes absolutely crazy. Like, it's like, yeah. Le like LeBron set himself up to be hated on. Like, if LeBron had decided to stay with Cleveland and then just really reaffirm that and just focused on like working hard, he would have eventually won people over. He would have gotten all the acclaim that he wanted and all the respect. But instead, you have people like me that will continue to hate on LeBron for the rest of his career because it's <laughs> LeBron. It's like <laughs> the Yankees because they're the Yankees. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, but you I don't. Like who they are. I don't hate LeBron. Though, not for what he does. Yeah. 
And so LeBron, I think LeBron is a great basketball player, but I still think he's an absolute asshole. And I think <laughs> Kanye West makes wonderful music, like incredible music, like better than almost any rapper. But it's Kanye, so forever we're going to joke about Kanye making an ass of himself because he's an asshole. That's what he does. That's that's a great point right there. And I realized it took me a while to realize that because you know how you'll be into an artist and you'll be like, like man, yeah, I listen to, I've been listening to uh, AZ. Man, fuck AZ. AZ's stupid. And you'd be like, well, you know, I still kind of like AZ though. But eventually, you have to admit, AZ is stupid, but he does have good rhymes. Whatever. But what I'm saying is, with Kanye West, is I've realized that he's just such an asshole that it's always going to overshadow his music, no matter what he wants it to be like. And it's it's his fault. You're absolutely right on that. I keep expecting AZ to pop up behind you and bitch slap you like Wu-Tang did to Joey. <laughs> some problems. You know? I was just listening to uh, The Format the other day, actually. The Format? Yeah. What, which Okay, which one was Format? What was on that one? The the Format? Like I was listening to the title track. Oh, The Format. Okay. Wasn't that an album of his, though? Or am I just yeah, yeah, it's the title track for the album, The Format. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not one of his... Uh, better known pieces but it was good az is always something like i never asked for it like when you get you order something they bring it to you wrong but you still eat it anyway that's kind of how i feel about az songs so it's like man i really wanted some knives but i'll take this az for now (laughs) oh but you know that's a good point like i've never bought an az album but when i do listen "Ah, that's pretty good (laughs) exactly i hope i order wrong again in the future (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. Yes. Um. So, we are going to start with the music. So, if we're going to start with the music, do we start with the album he produced for Jay? Or do we go before that? Are we starting from the beginning of music? The beginning of him being on Rockefeller. Or do we go when he was underground? We need. I think we start where he's underground, because when he got on Rockefeller, he wasn't really official Rockefeller until the Blueprint came out, which is 2001. But by then, he had already started doing his own little underground thing too. Okay. So I feel like that would be this point where he actually started to believe he could do the artist producer thing. I think that's where that's where it started, because I mean, young Kanye sound humble as shit. <laughs> But I think the moment that he figured out he could actually go really have a shot at producing and rapping on his own shit, not that it hadn't been done before, but doing it at the level that he knew he was capable of doing it, like for him to have that moment um, is just pretty big. And that's a big factor in why I feel like he started going to be like, he's always towing that genius douchebag line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like on one hand, he's like, I know I'm great. And the other side, he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it just butt heads all the time. So what was the first Kanye show that you saw? Was that before uh, College Dropout was actually released or no? It was after College Dropout had been released. Um, it was 2004 and he was opening for the Confessions Tour, which is Usher's Tour. And that, I'll tell you what, that was the best show I've ever seen in my life. Because Usher sang every lyric and he danced his ass off. And I was like... <laughs> I, I was dancing, y'all, dancing on them. 
<laughs> and uh, Kanye came on first and everything, and he he really he he sounded he was real raw, which is awesome because here in the album, I always thought how his dropout was a raw album, even though it was really polished. Um, he just sounded really raw, and like I've noticed one thing, it's always been a, my problem with him throughout his career. He's cared less and less about it. He has problems with breath control. <laughs> And he gets on stage and he's like, da 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 He starts screeching like, you know how I do when I rap out and rapping too long live. And I'm like, ah! Like my voice will be cracking and stuff. He has, he did that in the early days, but he tried to hide it. But the longer his career has gone, he just like screaming on these tracks. Like, and like he just lets his voice sound get horrible and distorted and it doesn't even sound sane, but he just does it anyway and it just bugs the crap out of me. It's the passion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay. <laughs> so sorry for that aside because that then was later than what we're, we're looking to go for. Yeah, because we're looking at, uh, we're looking at about 2001 Blueprint. When's the first time you heard Kanye West? Uh, the first time, um, maybe it was through the wire. I think that's the first song he really released with Rockefeller. I think I got a leak of it way before the album came out. So yes, that that's I, no. Actually, I'd heard him before that. I'd heard him on the Champion song. Oh, nice. Do you remember the? the the Rockefeller Champion song because he started it out. Was I, that like that was the first time I heard him. Volume seventeen or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But okay. um, he was also on the Blueprint two for the first time rapping because he was on the bounce, but he didn't, he wasn't credited as himself. <laughs> How come he's not freaking out about that? <laughs> because he probably, I think he made he got Jay drunk or something one night and just signed him to this blood oath that we'll always be best friends no matter what and all this and all that you'll never leave me jay i don't care about beyond they have some weird bond that creeps me out <laughs> just a little bit okay so uh, kanye west drops out of college his mom was his professor yes. or was a professor mm-hmm. went against her whatever and he said i'm gonna pursue music goes into music um, he did uh, a couple songs. He did a song for like Ludacris. Did a song for Common. Um, maybe Twista. I think before then, like did some production. Yeah, because he for- did um, stand up for Ludacris. Yeah. And he was he did Overnight Celebrity and uh, what was the other joint he did for Twista that was oh Slow Jams for Twista and he rapped on Slow Jams. Yeah. Uh, so that happened and then Blueprint was the first big thing right because he did a couple songs on blueprint right he did uh three or four i think so three he, or four he did girls and girls that was that was uh, just place it girls what'd you say so that he uh that was his first major album to work on right because he, he only had one song on the dynasty album which is before that so what do you have on dynasty uh this can't be life he was i mean he was credited as producer but he wasn't on it we did Blueprint, so that's 2001. Yep. Uh, and then the car accident? Is that... The car accident? 2002? The co- yeah, the car accident was in 2002. Because I, the first time I heard about it, well, when they said the accident, when the accident happened, I remember the reporting that he had started recording an album. 
and I was just kind of that's I think it was the first time I'd heard of it besides like reading all the insider info Rockefeller pages I used to frequent back in the day which I wish were still around because they were kind of cool um but I think it was the first time that I really heard that he was rapping officially was when he got in a car accident. I don't think there were any major outbursts yet at that point, or at least if there were, nobody paid any attention. Actually, <laughs> let me go back. I remember I was watching something on VH1 or something, and I don't know who it was. It was like L.A. Reid or you know one of those dudes that everyone knows the name, but I don't think I'd recognize him if he stood right in front of me. <laughs> you know, it makes yeah. like big difference behind the scenes of music and stuff, you know? Yeah, uh, that uh, he was taking Kanye around, trying to get Kanye a deal, and like Kanye apparently went batshit crazy every single time he went into like a record label's office, and they like weren't that interested. Like he like would jump up on top of someone's desk and start crying, and like he would cry his eyes out. No, yeah, like full out like two year old temper tantrum, and it's just like. Uh, whoever it was, and I don't want to say it was L.A. Reid if it, if it wasn't. It was somebody uh, that was with him that had more experience in the, the music industry that was just like, never seen a man care like this much. But instead, like I'm not thinking, man, this guy's passionate. I'm thinking, man, this guy's Nuts. a five-year-old kid or something. Like that. <laughs> Something's wrong. That should have been a red flag right there. Yeah, so somehow... Somebody took a chance on him and thought, uh, yeah, well, maybe we just uh, we'll hope that doesn't happen in public. <laughs> and that somebody was Damon Dash of Rockefeller. Yeah. And of course, in the infamous last call um, at the end of the song, when Kanye's doing all that talking, which I think is was the greatest thing in the world at the time. And now I see it was just Kanye being egotistical. <laughs> but I still think it's pretty dope when you listen to the whole song. Um, I believe he quoted Damon as saying he's like, we can sign him. He could produce a whole album, and at least we could put Cam on all the songs. So at least we have a chance to still sell the album. <laughs> That's not the word for word quote, but it was exactly like that. Let's put Cam on half of it, and at least we have a chance to still selling it if he's whack. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know when he came out around the time that he was producing, I remember Just Blaze was really hot. Yeah. And uh, Just Blaze. You know a Just Blaze beat when you hear it, but something that was also really popular then, and you mentioned Cam, which reminds me of it, is that like sped up sample. Oh, I missed the sped up sample so bad. And it's funny because Kanye kind of has his own sound too. It's not as distinct, I think, but he kind of borrowed that from Just Blaze, and it seemed like a ton of Kanye things in the beginning all did that too. Yeah. And yeah. Dropout had a ton of that. But uh, remember uh, tracks like Oh Boy by Kanye? Or yes. uh, like Cameron? Yeah. yeah. How do you forget Oh Boy? That was a classic record. Like, you heard the story behind Oh Boy, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure you have. Like, Just played the record. Jewels and Cam did it that night. And then Just did a quick mix on it. They burned it to a CD, took it to K Slay Hot 97, and was playing it less than like eight hours later. Wow. Before he even mastered it or cleared it or anything, spin it on New York radio like what? And they, like no, no lie, no lie. Oh. And I was like, that, that's some ball and shit. And like <laughs> that just makes you think about how diverse Rockefeller was at one point before everything went crazy. I mean, you had Jay, boss. You got Cam, boss. You got all the other acts, Freeway, Zope, Beanie was really dope back then. Yeah, man, he's. Oh. This, uh, this show's about turning to, to Kellen Crown over the death of Rockefeller. 
for the next 40 minutes, so, y'all. So back to Kanye. So, uh, <laughs> no, Rockefeller. So I'm sorry. Kanye was producing at that time, and he, I don't know if he just kind of rode in on the wave that Just Blaze was already kind of on top of at that point, but his uh, production style caught on at just the right time, I think. Yeah, but I don't think everybody just, wanted it. Yeah, I don't think he just got lucky because he was in on the fad. It's just, it got him his uh, his big break with uh, Rockefeller. But, so with the accident, if no one uh, remembers the, the details of that, he was recording out in LA and uh, was coming home really late at night and fell asleep at the wheel in his Lexus and got into a pretty bad car accident. And while he was in the hospital, he started you know writing rhymes and stuff and then he recorded through the wire with his jaw still shut. My jaw was wired shut. <laughs> yeah. And As so, he was saying on the first album. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is that that song actually is apparently what really sold everyone at Rockefeller on his ability to rap. They're like, wow, you know, that's that's pretty awesome that he's uh, writing that. Like right now, like you could tell it was so much of his life that a near-death experience and he's in the hospital writing rhymes like me i'd be like i need some food i'm gonna sleep this whole time and i'm gonna focus on getting better he's like no i'm ready to yeah honestly that through the the whole through the wire joint that might be one of his top five rhymes ever like seriously from front to back both of those verses so I, i found this quote that he said around that time he said death is the best thing that can ever happen to a rapper Almost dying isn't bad either. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, though. (laughs) That's funny. It makes sense. (laughs) Like, if you said that shit, I'd be dying. It's like, don't. No, that was cool. No, he gets a pass on that. I would have laughed. No, yeah. (laughs) I would be like, oh, my God, he's crazy. (laughs) I think it's sincere and it makes a lot of sense. And in some ways, that's when I think the transition really started to happen with Kanye. Because Through the Wire happened, and then uh, Slow Jams came out, I think, actually after that. like Or at least it yeah. really broke. And so... It's in the video. Yeah, so Slow Jams happened. I knew it, then I want you. Sorry. And uh, it was kind of weird when Slow Jams happened, because Twista, at this point, is not really... Like, I'm kind of surprised that he was a household name even for two seconds during that song, because Twista has already had, like, a long career, and it looked over at that point. Oh, it was passed over. I think he hadn't put out yeah. anything in, like, I feel like a year and a half or two yeah. years even. And, uh, Jamie Foxx, though, was was kind of the big actor of the time, and so, like, whatever, it was, like, the perfect combination, and it, it, it came out, and it was great. It worked for all three of their careers. <laughs> it did. It did. And so uh, College Dropout came out and it sold, uh, it sold a lot the first week. It was like 440-some thousand. Yeah, like it did really well the first week. And and College Dropout got some really, really good reviews. It was pretty... Including mine, which is like, this album is amazing. That's how yes, I used to say it. You saw him at the Usher concert. Didn't you see him again at Fall Fest? <laughs> no, because... I left right before he went on because me and my uh, fiance were up front and we were trying to get through the band before us, but we just were kept getting smashed. And by the time they finally got off, we just got ourselves pulled out. We had to leave then because that was when it was down by Life Sciences. And so you had to leave if you came out that way. So I didn't get I heard him, but I didn't see him again. You bought a (laughs) T-shirt. I bought a T-shirt at the Usher concert. Okay. 
That was the ugliest t-shirt ever, man. It was like brown and orange and yellow. It just said Kanye West. But it had the bear on it. it had, yeah, it had the bear on the back. It said the truth to him. I think so, I paid like 34 bucks for that joint. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, hey, so I was balling back then. I know we're talking about the music, but this is the first like highly publicized um, outburst from Kanye that happened at this time. And it was at the uh, American Music Awards. So his album debuted and he was nominated for Best New Artist. And he lost to Gretchen Wilson. <laughs> I, I don't even know who Gretchen Wilson is. <laughs> she's she's pretty good looking for a female country singer. Is she still relevant now? Like, uh, Yeah, she's still pretty relevant. Okay, well, good for her. And it yeah, wasn't just she, a little blip in Kanye history. <laughs> <laughs> Blips in Kanye history. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> so, <laughs> he, I don't know. I just remember he said a bunch of shit and he was, he's, what do you say? Uh, I felt like I was definitely robbed and I refused to give any political correct bullshit ass comment. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Stop, stop. We're going to sit here and you're just going to record you saying Kanye quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just, we won't even do the rest of the episode. It'll just be you going to say it. Do it again. Say it, say it just like you just said it again. I felt like I was definitely robbed and I refused to give any politically correct bullshit ass comments. I was the best <laughs> new artist this year. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so angry. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down, yay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he, he apologizes <laughs> like he always does, but it doesn't, you know. He's always like, I apologize. He's like, I was raised better than that. It was very ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> you know why, though? That's because Donda got on his ass. As soon as she heard that, she's like, boy, get your ass on the phone. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you talking like that? He's like, mama, I'm like, I don't care. That's what that you brought up his mom because his mom was a very big part of his life. Yeah, huge part of his life. And if we're going to come up with a final verdict of if, is this man crazy or not, I'm sure the death of his mom probably didn't help things. That would be hard on anybody. I will say this right now. He still isn't over his mother dying. Oh, absolutely not. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to 808s and heartbreaks. I'm, I'm in love with you. I'm sorry. All right, so <laughs> he did not get best new artist right who cares it's best new artist that just means you're new and that's so arbitrary because it's well, like what's new <laughs> look at it this way when 50 was up for best new artist for the grammy that year and this is what this nigga did <laughs> evanescence won new best new artist that year you know the bring me you know that song um that kind of evanescence um and they won the best new artist 50 went up on stage yo and he, he just kind of he just stood there for a second like like kind of like what like his mean face but then, then he just kind of smiled or whatever and, they, and then they walked off stage and shit 50 is a weird dude man i was watching espn the other day and uh i was waiting for a sports center or something and then there was like nascar on and I, right before i go to flip the channel there was Aaron Andrews or some blonde somebody on you know NASCAR walking through the like after the race, and they're like, oh, and here's Fifty Cent, <laughs> hug, and then they gotta go back to NASCAR. So I'm like, where the hell did Fifty Cent pop out of nowhere at a NASCAR event, like by the pit crews? Like, 
You know what? I, I got here. You got me making all these big statements right now. Listen, listen. Fifty Cent has figured out what a lot of um, famous people wish they could do. Fifty got in. He got super popular. Made a bunch of money. He's a fucking money genius. So he made a bunch of money off of that. His money is always fluctuating to greater values because all the shit he invested like everything he's done since he got in the business and all the deals the vitamin water shit you know what i'm talking about right, right. so he's taking that and at the same time he kind of let the music die off like he was still talking like to ask about music he's like yeah i'm starting this nigga out this shit's dope y'all crazy y'all don't like it like he was still in artist mode but at the same time he's like I know these are dope records, but I don't have the time to push them like I want to. So he just threw the joints out. While over here, his money's just sitting here piling up. And then all the superstar status of all oh, 50 fell off. So all of a sudden, 50's rich and can do what the fuck he wants. And if he wants to rap, he can rap. If he wants to act, he can act. But he's still relevant in the game, just even without being a rapper. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> he's a genius. See, that? See if you ask me if 50's crazy, I'd be like, no, he's a genius. <laughs> And a story. So I found another quote here from uh, the American Music Awards. Okay. You, you like hearing me read Kanye quotes so much. So he said, I don't know if I'll be back at this award show next year. Um, and then like a month later, he was talking about it. He said, I came up to Gretchen before the Grammy press conference and apologized. <laughs> now I want to apologize to my black role models of Jay-Z and Oprah Winfrey for being over-emotional. I was doing a disservice to everything my forefathers had done to allow black people to get to this place. Okay. I, th- I know he lost to a white country singer, but come on, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ever evoked, not as a black person, just as a person, have you ever evoked your forefathers into it? <laughs> no. No, never. I could but... really do somebody dirty. I'm not going to bring up my great-grandfathers <laughs> and Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, Wait, you got to read the Oprah Winfrey quote again. Read it one more time. Just like process it. Uh, and I want to apologize to my black role models like Jay-Z and Oprah Winfrey for being over-emotional. I was doing a disservice to everything my forefathers have done to allow black people to get to this place. And by this place, he meant the American Music Awards. I really think that the civil rights movement was about a little bit more than hottest new artist or whatever. Come on, man. All right, rule number. Here's my first con against Kanye being a being crazy. Okay, my first statement. Whatever. Piece of evidence. Here we go. Kanye's ego will always get in the way of Kanye's musical ability. And because that you always have to take that into account with anything he does. So no matter if he's no matter if he cured cancer tomorrow, people would hate him on thir- on Monday. Oh my god, can you imagine his ego if he cured cancer? <laughs> I kill cancer, y'all! I kill cancer, y'all! Why didn't I get best new vaccine? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh man now in that case i think you should definitely get best new vaccine but you know who knows <laughs> <laughs> i think you should too that would be good that's case number one yeah, let's so, let's let us have another instance of crazy matthew uh, so that brings us up to 2004 <laughs> so the next thing that happened was at the live eight benefit concert do you remember that yeah 
I don't remember much about it except that it was. Wait, uh, is that the George Bush one or no? No, no, this is the AIDS one. No, I, I barely. I saw the headline, but I thought it was. I didn't even know if it was true or not. When I read the headline, I was like, "What? Whatever." I didn't pay no attention to it. So he wasn't I, saying anything that was uh, even that new of a thing. Some people have said this before, and because I guess they were less famous than Kanye, it didn't make as big of waves. But he said that AIDS is a man-made disease that was placed in Africa, just like crack was placed in the black community to break up the Black Panthers. Oh God. See, he only says that. See, (laughs) this is why he doesn't talk. He doesn't do interviews anymore. He just realized he does not know how to talk to people, and because he doesn't know how to talk to people, that's why his interviews come out making him look crazy. Because he really is crazy. But (laughs) thing is, they just don't understand him. He doesn't know how to talk to people. I think that has a lot to do with his ego problem. (laughs) He thinks people are too dumb to talk to him. (laughs) So Kanye, like his crazy ass baby mama right now it seems like i don't know i actually i kind of believe that kanye and and her i'm not going to say her name because you hear her name way too much right that they do this shit on purpose just to stay in the news i don't think kanye does not stay in the news i think he's crazy What do you think he, he might did you, did you see him walk into the, the telephone pole? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> or the street sign? What did you say? I'm sorry. So I think that he is so uh, so crazy. His ego is so big. And uh, what's the, the word when you're, you're crazy? You're, he's a sociopath. Yes. I think the man is a sociopath. And if people aren't talking about him in the news... He feels like he's not being respected because we're not talking about him every given second. He's probably really, really happy that there is a podcast that he'll never listen to that's talking about his craziness just because people are talking about him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would be really happy to hear that. And he'll send us a cease, a cease and desist letter. No, we'll just we'll wait. No, he'll go back to our hip hop uh, manifesto music awards and be like, I didn't win. <laughs> He's like, episode nine. What is this shit? How come I didn't win? I'm Kanye. What? Did, oh, man. Did you hear? I forgot about this. Did you hear what he said? Uh, somebody had put out. Oh, the Hot MCs list. Our last episode, actually. The reference. This is the 2013 edition. Did you hear what? Um, Like, he didn't like his ranking on the on the list, of course. So he goes on Sway in the Morning. Or not Sway in the Morning. He goes on... Uh, calls up funk flex goes on this like three minute rant and then at the end he says i gave sway his first tv what <laughs> you didn't hear this no i didn't i heard that he got on but i was he like said, oh, i gave sway his first tv though he didn't even scream it he said he's like i gave sway my first to his first tv like he was like controlling his anger in his one monotone pitch and then he hung up <laughs> And then Sway took a picture with the TV. It was like a little black and white, like joint that looked like it came out like the early '80s or some shit. And he's he's like he like made some he Instagrammed it or some shit. But yeah, that's what he said. He gets on the radio and says, "I gave Sway his first TV." Wow. I don't. I, yeah, I disagree with the rate. He's like, yeah, I disagree with the um, how the hottest list came out. He's like, did you hear the remix of Diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. He said, did you hear the whole version? Wow. I, case number two for Kanye's crazy. This whole <laughs> rant. 
So mm. we're now 2005. 2005 <laughs> was crazy ass year for Kanye. Crazy. So yeah. we'll start uh, in February. He was the most nominated artist for the Grammys that year. He got 10 nominations. And I'm, I'm sure that got him super satisfied. He probably was mad though he didn't get like 15 for like best new country artist or something. <laughs> yeah, he probably was a little upset at that one knowing him. But, He's like, man, I'm trying to get Gretchen Wilson back, B. No, he probably was mad because he only got three out of the 10. Yeah. He got, uh, what was it? Uh, best rap album. Uh, best rap song for Jesus Walks and best R&B song because he did Alicia Keys You Don't Know My Name which Yo, that, that record was song. dope I love that That's it. I have it on vinyl somewhere do I you? I do oh fuck you no no wait no I got some singles from that I don't have that song I have like uh, A Woman's Worth and Fallen oh the second album stuff is so dope though it's mm-hmm. so slept on Diary Alicia Keys so I, I don't like dude she's falling off a little bit man she is she got I mean, big well it's not even that of course she had a no, baby not, not big like weight because <laughs> she did but you know she was pregnant that happens but right. she got big and it was weird because like she had a lot of respect from fans that listened to her as more of like a real soulful like kind of oh this might be the next Mary J Blige sort of person right and, and the music sound changed like after that yeah this girl's on fire is like a whole different sound than what it was back when you know a uh, woman's worth was out or whatever yeah her last two albums even kind of like the last three if you want to go back that far it just they've all just been a kind of a decline to like i, I like i don't i haven't listened to girl on fire once all the way through i'm always like turn it turn it i want this shit i i don't listen to it but i still like her a lot as a as an artist well now this podcast has turned into did swiss beats ruin alicia keys see <laughs> yeah. si, senor he was on the cover of uh time magazine do you remember that is that when um oh the, is that the jesus thorn is no. that what he did the jesus thorns mm-hmm. it said hip-hop's class act and it had him on it uh that that was really it. Oh, that was the Rolling Stone when he did he he took the picture with the Jesus thorns on. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. I completely forgot about that crazy shit. So he's probably like, Jesus, I need to go back and <laughs> use that album cover. <laughs> the magazine cover is my album cover. I can't believe he hadn't really officially dropped the single yet. Is like he's really going to wait till June fourteenth and just let it be released. Like yeah. here, you pick a single. I don't care enough. I'm too cool to act like I care about the actual process of y'all selling my music for me. <laughs> people on uh, hyped up about it. I can't believe that it hasn't leaked yet. But maybe that's why. Maybe people are just so excited about it that that's why it hasn't. Because it's actually what's building up all the anticipation. Do you know the name of the last album that came out that did not leak until its official day of release? Was it a J album? Yes. Um, no. Oh, you can't answer the question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. Let me think. You are... Now watching the throne. Don't let me get really? in my zone. Yeah. Okay. Because watch the throne. It because um they they put it out digital. I think they put it out a week before the physical. And up until the day they put out digital on iTunes when it released, 
nothing. Like you could barely find Otis, and I, I don't even think they put out a second single. So all they had out at that time was Otis. They had and, uh, Ham. Well, yeah, Ham came out like in earlier in 2012. Like they barely included it. I liked Ham though. I think it was slept on, and Jay killed that. Kanye was good, but Jay killed it. Let's listen to it right now. No shit. Okay, so Kanye gets featured on Time. Uh, they also included him as like one of the most 100 influential people. Um, the second album actually came out 2005. Yes. Late Registration came out, and it was a number one album. And, and that so still may be one of my favorite albums. So Gold Digger comes out, has Jamie Foxx on it. And uh, that wasn't that actually a song that he recorded from a long time ago? Kanye? Yeah. Um, no? Man, I feel like I just read this on Wikipedia not long ago. I think he had the basics of it, but I don't think he actually sat down to really do it. Like, I think he had the idea, like, he might even laid some vocals on it, but I don't think it was ever fully formed until he was ready to make the actual song. In your professional opinion... Don't quote me, bitch. If 2005 Kanye were to meet 2013 Kanye and say, Yo, I just recorded this album, and it has this song called Gold Digger... Would 2013 Kanye be like, yo, 2005 Kanye, you're dissing me and my girl? (laughs) (laughs) No, because Kanye's a nerd, so he would know about the time stream, and so he wouldn't want to alter his past history. So he'd be like, yeah, you you make sure you do that song, Gold Digger, because what if um, 1995 um, Kanye goes back to 1995, 2005, I'm sorry, and decides he doesn't want to make Gold Digger and then Kanye's not rich in 2013. Back to the future logic sign. Is that so Kanye had a first album out, had a ton of success. Yes. It wasn't enough success that he was he felt like everyone appreciated it for what it's worth. I feel like if there was a point where Kanye was really appreciating being famous, it was from pretty much the um, right before the late registration era up until graduation was released so like. even, even with all of this attention now or people being like well you know this guy's kind of whiny but we're going to give him some awards because he actually does make good music and he broke the sophomore curse and put out a good album there too he still comes up with some more crazy Kanye episodes like the George Bush thing that happened with uh, Hurricane Katrina because he was like, you know, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Say what? And it's weird because I, you know, I never really paid attention to this until we started talking about it. But so far, all the crazy has all been somehow tied back to race. And it's like, come on, man. I know. Every single time. And the, I think it was Jimmy Fallon that was in the not Jimmy Fallon. Oh, uh, who was who was on camera with him when that happened? Let me see. I'm gonna try to find it real quick. Mike Myers. Yes, Mike Myers. Thank you. Yes. Mike Myers' face in that video <laughs> when that happens is priceless. But you know what? That that incident, I think, only happened because Kanye was uh, Kanye. It was a celebrity saying this. I really think that this is the least controversial thing that Kanye's ever said. <laughs> you know, because like, it, it, like all political belief, like aside, 
how new of an idea is it to say that a white president doesn't care about like poor minorities? Yeah. So I mean, that's nothing new. But for whatever reason, biggest news in the world, like all over everything at the time. And oh. Kanye's face, he's like, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And his eyes shifting around. He's like, oh, fuck. What did I say? He's like, fuck. It was kind of like he said it. And if you look at his face, look like he's like, fuck. Like the whole time is his mind. He's like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Fuck. So... That happened. He, uh, he went on Ellen because, you know, every rapper goes on Ellen after something like that. That's funny. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Go ahead. He, does, he doesn't go to K Slay or something. He, he's going to Ellen. No, that's that's where the dips would have went, son. Taliban, diplomats, what? Uh, Rockefeller. Lost uh. their lives, lost their families. It's the least I could do to go up there and say something from my heart. <laughs> you know what, kind of? If you want to say something from your heart, say, man, this is terrible. You have gone through so much. I'm very sorry for you. How about I this? I sympathize. Let me stop recording music for a minute. Maybe help you with some cleanup. Here's a million dollars towards the, like building a new house or something. Right. Not, like you know what? Yeah, that president he hates us black people. Like, <laughs> if that is your heart, Kanye, you are a cold-hearted man. Like, let me, <laughs> let me, let me take four hundred million. I'm going to go down there. I'm so inspired by y'all's story. Now I'm going to give you this $400 million and I'm going to stay in that city until we rebuild that bitch. Well, <laughs> I'm well, coming to New Orleans. <laughs> so that's Kanye's response, right? Remember Jay's response. He put out Minority Report. That was heartfelt. You mean that Jay did that for him? It no. Was heartfelt? That- or do you actually like the song Minority Report? I like the song. Like, okay, I, me too. I'm make, I, I making sure because I don't want to be like, Hartfield, I think that song's dope. You're like, that song was terrible. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I think that that was a much better approach. So most of 2005 has now happened. Now we get to December. December. And, and the Grammys are coming back around. And we know how much Kanye loves Grammys. He loves the Grammys. So shucking John, no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so he's already complaining before the Grammys even happened. He's like, "Well, I diss George Bush. I'm not gonna win any of the awards because everyone's out to get me, Kanye West." <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, clearly, yes. He said because of that that there was no chance he would get Album of the Year award, and uh, he said, "If I don't win Album of the Year, I'm gonna have a problem with that." <laughs> yo, oh, isn't it? You sound like you could be on the wire, yo. <laughs> Say it one more time. Say it with authority. If I don't win album of the year, I'm gonna have a problem with that. <laughs> I want my corners. So, so like Avon Barksdale. <laughs> then he start comparing himself to Tom Cruise. He started <laughs> saying that the source and the vibe because they didn't give him five stars weren't legitimate, and he said that he's not gonna apologize making what he calls a classic album why would anybody ask you to apologize ever a man's gotta have morals <laughs> oh god he's ridiculous he's this is, so this ridiculous. Is taking it personal to a whole new level because i know that that's just kind of like a figure of speech but it's a figure of speech that i have a pet peeve about because it makes no goddamn sense yeah okay so if your music was causing people to die I would want you to apologize and take your album off the market. But if your music 
is good and is even considered to be album of the year and yet maybe you don't win maybe you win why would the grammys say kanye we would like an apology not an apology for you know making an ass of yourself every given second but (laughs) i don't think i'm accurately like saying this here like there is no apology necessary. Nobody is saying because you made an album that you did something bad. And I think in Kanye's mind, in his crazy sociopath mind, that if it is not the greatest of all time, it's the most evil thing of all time in everyone else's eyes, at least in his perspective. <laughs> wow. You really broke him down there. It, he's a crazy man. <laughs> he's a crazy, <laughs> crazy man. So... Well, leaving that that little uproar from the George Bush incident, what happened from there? Anything before well, the TV that, Video Awards? Uh, he broke up with uh, the supermodel he was with. Oh, the one, was was that the one that he was with for a long time? Who he actually talked about a lot on college dropout. On I and like it he was, was uh, Brooke Crittenden or something I, like that. I think that was her. So he broke up with her. I don't know, maybe late 2005, early 2006, Hip Hop Manifesto doesn't do any research for things like this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any show notes, I'm sorry. <laughs> we could be I'm like better than Dark and script everything if we were organized. They don't they don't script anything. I thought they they went over everything before they recorded. They have they have little things they might want to remember during the conversation, but literally they just sit there just like me and you are and then it's just like like Tom, like Tom kind of guides it. They want to get through their little intro, get into the meat of the show, do the administrative, and they're done. They're Those guys are good. They're guys fucking are... awesome, and they and they are all self-taught. I mean, yeah, these guys are professionals. I mean, they're not like professionals in the point that they're like really big, like a Gizmodo podcast or something. Right. But they should be because they're really, they're really, really good. Like they get a good. lot of downloads, like thousands and thousands of downloads. So. Okay, so he broke up with this on again, off again girl, and then he and proposed. He said Kanye. He proposed to Alexis Pfeiffer in Capri, on the island of Capri. So this is a life moment now. <laughs> I did not even know this. Tell me more, Con, sir. Uh, so but then, um, two years later, actually, they called off the engagement. So from 2006 to 2008, he was actually engaged to this. Uh, Alexis Pfeiffer and he ended up saying it's always sad when things like this end we will remain friends uh no actually that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) I actually yeah so so you brought this up for nothing is that what you're getting at no no so it's since we're trying to figure out if the man is crazy or not we need to look at like what else is going on besides the music well yeah I agree his personal relationships aren't exactly working out for him. <laughs> well, can I just say real quick that uh, who would have thought that Amber Rose would be the better looking pregnant chick compared to Kim being pregnant? Burn. Dude, did you did you see Amber at all when she was pregnant with Wiz's kid? You know, she is one of those people that as soon as she started dating a second rapper, she might as well have been Erica Badu to me. <laughs> Don't give her that much credit. No, it's just like I, actually, no, Erica Badu, I would know because she does something outside of dating rappers. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> Dude, I'm just saying, she was a sexy pregnant lady. And you look at Kim, Kim's like, fuck it, I'm pregnant. 
All these years of being having to be a certain size, I'm just gonna eat every fucking thing. I don't give a fuck. I'm Kim Kardashian. Nom nom nom. <laughs> I, I can't really diss Amber Rose. It's just the, the fact is the only thing I know about her is who she's dated and that she has a shaved head. In a big old round thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right. saying. I'm just saying, bro. So that so that happens to him. That's that's basically 2006. That is most of 2006. Is he got engaged? So late, his second album's already out, and he wasn't following it up uh, with another album as quickly as he did College Dropout to late registration. So yeah, not a lot happened in 2006. But then he's thinking. You know, it's it's November 2006. I haven't had an outburst since the Grammys in December 2005. I think I need to break some crazy. I'll just remind people that I'm crazy. <laughs> and you know what? And then I think all of the music awards people all got together and said, you know what? Kanye hasn't lost anything in a while. We need to we need to get him. <laughs> <laughs> it's his time. His time's yeah. up right now. And, you know, there's no one better to go after Kanye than MTV Europe. <laughs> of course. So there's the MTV Europe Music Awards. And he uh, he didn't win uh, Best Hip Hop for a music video. So in a prelude to uh, the whole, uh, what's her name? What was that? The white girl, uh, country singer. Carrie Underwood, oh, Gretchen Wilson. No, the one that he got up on stage about. Gretchen Wilson? No, 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 again, another one. He got, oh, oh, Taylor Swift. Okay. Wow, you couldn't think of Taylor Swift? I, I got her face. <laughs> well, we, that's the best thing about her, Matthew. That's why we just, kinda, I try to keep it at that. Just face, right. get out before she starts singing. <laughs> In a prelude to Taylor Swift, and kind of retrospect to the Gretchen thing. Yes. I think he's just, he's got this vendetta against country musicians or something because he got on stage and he said, I mean, he just walked up on stage, stormed the stage, grabbed the microphone, and he said, my video cost a million dollars. Pamela Anderson was in it. I was jumping across canyons and shit. (laughs) Of course you were He said, the award show loses credibility. And then he, uh, he said afterwards, because you know he's always got to apologize afterwards, that he may have had a little sippy sip during the show and was a little No, no, he <laughs> was in pictures sip. with a Hennessy bottle. Him and Amber Rose were in all those pictures. This dude has a Hennessy bottle that was like quartered away full. He was pounding Hennessy. He's like, I just may run this town, bitch, say something. I don't know what was going through his head that night. But honestly, if there was any night in my life where I would want to be Kanye West, it would probably be that night. <laughs> just because of how extra, for real, just because it's so extra he is. He's like, he just, he's like, he was on zero fucks given. Like, he's like, I'm gonna walk in there with the baddest bitch. She got a bald head. I just may run this town. Jay's about to put out Blueprint 3. My life is great. Da 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 da. And I'm gonna drink this bottle of Hennessy. He's like, no, I'm feeling super extra. And he's like, what? Beyonce ain't win. Beyonce had the greatest video of all time. So he was with Amber Rose that night? Yeah, she was. He's still engaged at that point. No, this is in 2010 when that happened. Well, I'm talking about the 2006 MTV Europe Music Awards. Well, I started talking about the VMAs when 2010. 
Well, when we get to that, you can bring up your great point about how if any night you want to be Kanye that night. <laughs> because this music... So you know that Kanye is embarrassed by what he did when he starts saying things like, I may have had a little sippy sip. <laughs> Yo, did you see him go on um, The Tonight Show the next night? Mm. Oh, God. It's the most uncomfortable interview ever. Because awesome. Kanye comes out and uh, Leno's like... Uh, Asked all these questions. He's like, he's like, why did you do it? He's like, oh, he's like, I just felt a certain kind of way, and like sometimes I, I need to not speak my mind. Like he was trying to play real cool, but you can tell he's pissed off. He had to do it the whole time. He's just trying to play cool and everything. And then this one, Leno hits him with. Leno hits him with this one. He looks over at him, and he says, he says, would your mother have approved of the way you behaved last night? <laughs> After, this remind of course this is after the the mtv thing because i'm still an mtv thing his mom is still alive at this point correct well not in the point i'm talking about it's two parallel universes i just i didn't know if she's just to put that the frame the she didn't person, she didn't die until 2007 yes okay so she's still alive then yes okay and he's gotten the five-year-old you did something bad talk from jay leno of all people <laughs> yeah pretty much wow that so what happened afterwards he flipped his shit again and no no i mean kanye he just left i i can't remember him and him and jay performed that night i feel like jay was on the show and kanye and did the song with them after he did the interview or, or whatever it was really awkward though but this is like this is later this isn't nowhere near the video the european awards <laughs> i don't remember what did win that best music video then but i remember the video that lost that he was so upset about with pamela anderson it was the touch the sky video which was lupe fiasco's first video appearance really yeah huh guess who's on third do, 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 do. you know that, that he killed that joint yes but you know, if I was making great points about why my music video, you know, is awesome and deserves to win music video of the award, bringing up Pamela Anderson in 2006 doesn't really seem like the highlight of an argument. Jumping across canyons and shit, though, that, that that's pretty good. <laughs> he also had um that Tracy Ellis Ross chick from Girlfriends, um Diana Ross's kid, you know, with the huge round thing. <laughs> round thing. Round, round thing. Hold on, I'm about to find, tell you who he crashed. Let's see. Hmm. Apparently, it was being presented presented to Justice and Simeon for "We Are Your Friends." <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, this is not the greatest video in the world, according to Kanye West. <laughs> All right, so that was late 2006. Yes. Another album still has not yet dropped. So a whole nother year goes by with not a lot of Kanye news in it and not a lot of Kanye having music out. But then, hey, it's the MTV Video Music Awards again. If anything pisses Kanye off, it's Video Music Awards. (laughs) Amen. Preach it, brother. Preach it. And to to hype the events and the... um, the pending doom and stuff that comes from Kanye having a meltdown at the music awards. There's only one thing he likes to do is complain about it before it happens. <laughs> 2007 was he didn't get chosen to perform his great artistry <laughs> to 
Plus human beings. <laughs> and so Britney Spears got chosen to perform. Because that was her comeback performance from shaving her head bald and going crazy herself. For ratings, of course they're going to pick Britney Spears. Why are they going to put out Kanye West that hasn't had an album out in two years? I would still pick Britney Spears over Kanye West, even right now. <laughs> standpoint, it makes perfect sense why they did that then. You almost never put out an artist that hasn't had any music out in like now two years. Just be like, oh, because he's big. Oh, another. Oh, oh, oh. Is this the round thing? It is. <laughs> it's not the round thing. Uh-uh. It's not. It's just a picture of you talking. Do I look like Wolverine like we did the last time? <laughs> no, you just look like you. I'm okay. Sorry. So basically, he was already pissed because he wasn't able to perform. And so he said, I can't believe she would perform. She hasn't had a hit record in years. <laughs> After he hasn't had an album out in two years, the man says she hasn't had a hit record out in years. Kanye's a killer. <laughs> you don't like taking no for an answer. Oh, that, that's a great Matthew Spencer moment, that picture that you sent me. I know, your arms just kind of like, duh. <laughs> so, okay, so he got mad about that, but guess what? What? There's some race involved. Oh, snap, son. <laughs> what happened so- this time, yay? This is Bring when he one of had his breakdown behind stage, and he said, give a black man a chance. They don't <laughs> want a fucking black man in that position. I'm never going to return to MTV. So this is, this, so the rest of that story at the MTV Awards that year is they had, uh, MTV had a main stage, but they had all these like weird tables set up, so they really didn't do a traditional stage, and they were in Vegas, so they did this thing where they had rented hotel rooms at nearby um, casinos, wherever they were at, and they had artists go into hotel rooms and perform their songs for live crowds over there. So you were almost filming a staged performance. You know what I mean? Like, like say, like you were just kind of doing it for show. Like it wasn't even for anything. Like right. you don't even get the live effect of the crowd. You have all these people who basically by MTV are like, we're gonna stick you up here with this band and. You're going to do it. For, you're, you're going to do it for free because you'll get to be see this band for free. Whatever. Like, are you in the Kanye West? Yes. Go up there. <laughs> are you in the whoever performed Nickelback? I don't know if Nickelback had a song out that year, but go over there. I don't know. You're right. They they had like besides the pre-show and the main show, they had like different uh, like sets on different stages. And so to go back to his quote, they don't want a fucking black man at that position. Let's look at the shows that were performed. The pre-show had Lil Wayne. The main show, which Britney Spears opened. Who was probably one of the hottest rappers out. Exactly. Yeah, he did whatever you like uh, for the pre-show. Oh, are we talking about T.I. or Lil Wayne? uh, Actually, Lil Wayne with uh, Nicole Scherzinger or whatever. Okay, because he didn't do whatever you like, but keep going. Sorry. The the main show, uh, which with Britney Spears in it, which he was complaining about, had Britney Spears doing Trouble and Give Me More, but the next set was Chris Brown and Rihanna. I think <laughs> last time that I checked that Chris Brown was black. Could be wrong. I don't know. The next set was uh, Linkin Park, Alicia Keys performed, and then Timbaland performed and with uh, Nelly Furtado did um, Do It and a couple other things. Okay. Carrie Hilson performed, and then there was a stage with Mark Ronson doing stuff with Wale. Wale was up there. Um, yeah. Timbaland had his own. Uh, Timbaland and Justin Timberlake had like a 
whole separate thing going on. They did a thing with T.I. and 50 Cent and P.D. Pablo. And then, <laughs> uh, a bunch of shows by a bunch of other people. But the thing is, like, has nothing to do with anything. Plenty of other black men have performed at the show. That- yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's just, that's like case number four against Kanye being crazy. He always is going to use race as a crutch. As soon as something goes wrong, he's going to be like, it's because I'm black, ain't it? What do you mean there's no more chicken? What do you mean KFC closes at 11? It's because I'm black, ain't it? You ain't got no watermelon anyway. So then, okay, so that's 2006. That was funny. Come on, that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) I see how it is. Keep going. 2006. 2007 was both a lot of highs and a lot of lows for Kanye. So in 2007, uh, the first thing that happened, or sorry, no, wait. Um, so yeah, yeah. In 2007, uh, the 50 Cent thing happened, right? Yeah. So 50 Cent made that crazy challenge, like, yo, if I uh, if I get undersold or outsold by Kanye, then I'm gonna retire. <laughs> Which, by the way, he did not follow up on. <laughs> That's why 50's a genius, son. He welched on that bet. This episode's gonna be called 50 Cent is a genius. <laughs> so. So that happened, uh, but he, he was extremely successful that year because Graduation came out and it sold like hotcakes. <laughs> it sold like hotcakes, bro. I mean, it was, it really, really, actually, sound scan numbers from that uh, for the first week sales. It was like eight something. Kanye, 957,000 Nine. copies. 50 to like 56,000. Yeah. To put that in perspective, the very first album that Kanye had was like 441,000. He's doubled his base by, I don't, by either being a crazy guy or being crazy good. I don't know. <laughs> it's working out. Um, would you say Graduation is his best album? It's probably the one I listen to the most. So, yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm so torn about what com- the album that comes after this one, but I'd say it was my number one for for sure for a long period of time. Even though I like to try, it wasn't try to say it was. I'm like, no, nah, I still like late registration better. But no, nah, I don't know why. Graduation's a much better album. So that was August, and then November is when his mom passed away. Yeah, that was that was a shocker. <laughs> I was like, like I. People like, did you hear Kanye's mom died? Like, seriously, like people that I mean, I knew, but they were like, did you hear Kanye's mother died? Like, no. I mean, obviously, I had at some point, but there's people ask me about it. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? They act like Kanye was her little brother and shit. So earlier that year, she actually had put out a book, which I have not read. Was it, it a book, book or a children's book? It was a memoir. Oh. It's called Raising Kanye, Life Lessons from the Mother of a Hip-Hop Superstar. Oh, I forgot all about that. So uh, she died at 58. And a lot of people know that she died, but what a lot of people don't know is the crazy circumstances that happened. So if you're so officially, she's listed as dying of heart disease. Right. Kills tons of people every year. Tons is an underestimate. Like heart disease, big problem. But she died while getting plastic surgery from some, like, uh, some just fake doctor that just had been scamming financially well-off people. Right. Just and, a scumbag. Yeah. So she died of complications during the surgery, which 
for all we know, could have been prevented under a legitimate doctor. So as if it was not hard enough to lose a parent, especially someone who Kanye appears to have been really, really close to. Like, he's probably closer to his mom than uh, any other rapper. Yeah. Sounds of it. Who talks about their mother that much on record? Nobody like Kanye has. He was always real vocal about his mom. His mom was on his first record. Yeah. She was on Last Call doing, like, doing background vocals. So... Uh, but the relationship that they have was was very very close <laughs> the funny thing is I, I got this quote here where she said he came out of the womb looking like he had that attitude <laughs> I hate to, to put that juxtaposition to her dying but it's just like she knew that her son was a little off <laughs> <laughs> I know he crazy but I love him you leave my boy alone every, every come single here Kanye time. baby <laughs> Every single mom's going to be like, well, my son will be a bit of an asshole, but he's still my son. (laughs) Oh, God, that's hilarious. He made a a pretty good argument for Kanye being crazy before this. You're already crazy. Already lots of stuff that just doesn't make any rational sense, like the fact that everything comes back to race. And we can talk about that more like we did earlier with his new upcoming album, but at this point Jesus crazy <laughs> but uh, this I think changed him even more because after this uh, 2008 he did that show at, he did the Grammys again it's funny yeah. he's always like I'm never coming back to these awards and then he comes back and then he did you heard that version of um, um, Hey Mama he did didn't you yeah, yeah this is exactly what I was getting to he did did he like start crying during the, the show say it again didn't he uh, start crying during the show he broke down a little bit, yeah. Um, he won uh, Best Rap Album that year for graduation. Well, he deserved it. And in his acceptance speech, he said, I know you wouldn't want me to stop, and you want me to be the number one artist in the world. And Mama, all I'm going to do is keep making you proud. We run this. And so... I think at that point is I don't know if he was already working on music and then decided I'm going to scrap all that for now and start working on 808s and Heartbreak or I I don't know at what point he was in recording but after that moment the music changed dramatically yeah um it it definitely took a swerve because He's come off the best album of his career. And the reason I say it's the best album of his career is because not only is almost every song on that album great, except for Drunken Hot Girls, what can you do about that? I happen to like it sometimes. Sometimes I hate it. But what can you do? Besides having a, having a great album, he went on Barry Bonds and destroyed everybody's um, top rapper at the time, which is Wayne. Because Wayne killed it. But Kanye got him on his own shit, which is kind of like a... If there was ever a moment to ride off in the sunset and call a career, be like, I got Wayne. <laughs> like, if he had quit after that, it would suck, but I'd be like, yo, he still got Wayne on that one joint, though. So. He I, also broke up with his fiance uh, that year, too. Now, was this is the second fiance, right? Uh, Alexis? Alexis? It's, it's Alexis, so. Couldn't afford a car, so she named it H to the previous one and not, but this is the one he proposed to uh, Capri. Okay. So. Uh, you know a little bit more about it and you can speak better to it. Explain the album title and the strategy behind it. For 808s? Yes. Um, 
All right, eight. Eight awaits and heartbreaks. Heartbreak. I don't. How do I explain the title? I don't think I know the title. Like why he named it that? I can speculate. Unless you know a way reason he named it that. So I remember. So eight oh eight is also the area code of for Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. And I thought, you know, he was he was thinking about what to do with the album, and like a lot of rappers, they just kind of want to blast themselves to some remote location and record their album. And I don't know, he had some sort of epiphany while looking at the area code for Hawaii, and was just like, you know, 808, like the the drums, like that. It's a sign, and then he decided that. He was going to work that into the title, and so it was 808s and heartbreak, and the heartbreak about losing his mom and uh, breaking up with his fiance. And uh, then he went with this kind of real—I don't want to say mellow, but it's just this—it's got a really sad and like blue sound to it. It's really—you were about to say it—it's a really bluesy, <clears throat> bluesy hip hop record, if there ever was one. Like I really think so, because despite him singing on all the tracks, I mean, I feel like it's still really deeply grounded in hip hop kind of style, and it kind of has—it was kind of like just a. It reminded me of almost disco hop. Like if you take disco beats or slow them down a little bit and then just put in a dope drum line, which is a lot of what 808s was, I feel like that's kind of what it gave birth to and has never been replicated again on that level. That makes it sound like it was kind of more upbeat than what it was, though, with disco. Uh, but, you know, I remember reading the reviews and it didn't get very good reviews. It got mixed reviews all across the board, but somehow... That album ended up selling more than all of his other albums had within the was it uh, the first week or something like that? It sold like four hundred and fifty thousand, like yeah. half a million. Yeah, and it was it was such a different sound. It wasn't even a sound that was popular, despite the fact that he used a whole lot of auto tune in it. He just did what the fuck he felt like. He didn't even care about what was on the radio. He's like, I want to do these songs. Let's well, do it. One point, he's like, I just want to make those close to me feel something. Well, this is probably the, my favorite Kanye album ever now. Really? 808s? Really? Yeah, man. Like, I tell you, like, I can listen, I can pop in 808s and uh, I can ride out until um, right before he gets into the coldest winter. Or not coldest winter's last song. Like, I think it's See You in My Nightmares, the song with Wayne on it. Everything up until that song. I really, I just love all those songs. Those last two songs on there, I just can't take it. Like, I gotta be in the mood because those songs are just too deep for me. They bugged me that, they hit me that hard, yo. I think it was a great album and I like that, how different it was, but I was, I was scared for Kanye at that point. Where he was done. If I was already, I'm not gonna say, so I keep calling him crazy and I I call him a psychopath. (laughs) A sociopath. Because he has his ego and like nothing exists outside of like him. Yeah. I don't really think it's like a mental health issue here, but losing your mother and then having a someone that you thought you were going to get married to and spend the rest of your life with is such a traumatic time that, I mean, he could have been like any other artist prior to him and just be like, you know what? This life isn't worth it. I don't get the respect I do for my artistry. My family is no more like, like everything starts over at that point. Right. And, uh, a lot of artists and a lot of people that aren't artists or celebrities can't handle that. 
and Kanye could have went off the real crazy end. And yeah, but he got through it somehow. I don't know how he did it, but maybe it was because of this album. Maybe this album is what saved Kanye through that because there are people a whole lot better than him that weren't able to get through that. And so somehow this album was like his saving grace and it made him a whole lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it did. And he barely like I remember when um freaking what was it? um love um love lockdown when love lockdown came out the first version where he just kind of didn't know how to use autotune and he or he didn't adjust his autotune settings so it was, it was all over the place i hated it he did three versions of love lockdown and finally he cleaned it up and made it all melodic instead of all jarring like it was before and that's the version made the album but i was i was sketchy for a while but then once i actually hit play on that joint just let that joint ride through it's like I was mad I had heard Love Lockdown because it took me out of the story, I felt like, in the whole album. Wow. Yeah. It's deep, son. That's incredible. I love meeting some 808s, man. But I need to, like, I tend to not, because I listened to it so heavy for a while and because it is such a heavier album, I feel like I can't believe it. It's not an iPod right now. Like, there's no way I could be at the gym and then be like, hit that. Hey, 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 hey. I'm like, I'm going home, y'all. I'm going to go drink some beer. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this about Kanye, but back when we were talking about when he actually dropped out of college. Yeah. Did you know he worked as a telemarketer? <laughs> no, you I did not. You're up on the phone. You're like, I'm at problems with my bank. I'm going to call up customer service. Hey, hi, thank you for calling Bank of America. This is Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane, though. I got these overdraft fees. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna evoke my forefathers. <laughs> this is because I'm black. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, he started looking at, uh, I don't know, like being a real estate person or something around that time. He even considered being like a male porn star, as if every man didn't think about doing that at some point. <laughs> and then um, I think this is around the time he started his his website where he had, remember his blog his crazy ass blog where yeah. he would write everything in all caps and like sometimes he'd write like a five um sentence paragraph screaming at people and most other time it was just naked girls and like furniture <laughs> did you ever check that shit out yeah no you didn't that shit was insane i know what you're talking about i remember it you used to you used to reblog it and shit oh yeah dude Back in the good old Twitter days, I can't. I have my whole Twitter archive on my computer. I'm like, I can't. I don't think I'm ever gonna read this thing. Oh, I figured out who the uh, person was that was shopping Kanye the labels, where he started jumping up on tables and stuff. No ID. Oh, of course. No ID's like, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go get me a cold pop. So, uh, I remember Complex had this thing about like 50 things you uh, don't know about Kanye. And I remember, so he had made his first beat, made a few grand off of uh, selling his beats to this rapper named Gravity. Yeah. And he, he used the um, the money to go out and buy like a Jesus chain and a bunch of clothes. And then he sold the chain uh, to No ID. Uh, and then he moved to New York. And then I think after that is when he got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> He got arrested for uh, it was mistaken identity. They thought that he was stealing um, stealing printers or something from Office Max. (laughs) (laughs) 
And no idea what I was talking about before. It also said that he would leave meetings crying all the time. And that Ye would jump up on table shouting that he was the next Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. There's no way. He's he's making this up. He's like, I'm going to spice these stories up a little bit. Kanye says he's the next Michael Jackson. (laughs) I'm going to keep going with what, what do you say here because they, I think it strengthens our argument here. So we, we already talked about Through the Wire. So he uh, he paid 35 grand of his own money to shoot that video. and But the sample for it didn't get cleared until it was already added to the rotation on MTV2. But, you know, that's pretty typical. Um, yeah. Like I was telling you about the Diplomats. Yeah. And uh, with the College Dropout album, Apparently, he was going for a Fiona Apple or Portishead sound for the album. I heard that before, which I had no idea what that meant. So I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever, yay. And with uh, late registration, because at, at this point in our conversation, that's the album that he's released up to this point. He was actually going to do a theatrical release of all the music videos. Yeah, I heard him say, I read that quote. So that's definitely a... a um, foreshadowing the stuff that happened with runaway oh gosh <laughs> i only got, oh we'll talk about runaway i guess but when he was recording that apparently he kept a side-by-side list of all the tracks on comments b because he wanted late registration to be better than that <laughs> that's kind of dope see i like that i see i mean on one end it's kind of like that's fucked up considering you produced it i mean see he can kind of say it because he was involved in the process of making it like he, if he was just saying that shit about i want this to be better than uh reasonable doubt then that's kind of like all right that's egotistical and insane but him saying that about an album he was working on jointly i think he's okay but i would laugh my ass off when i heard, first heard it like i just did <laughs> And it all comes full circle, round thing. So, also around this time, so B was out, right? Because yes. uh, he was working on B with Common. And uh, he he was kind of mad at Common because he said, uh, so he, he kept comparing his album to his. So he had that inside information like, oh, I'm going to be hotter than Common. Right. And, uh, around that time, um, what happened was, uh, so they say, by Kami got nominated for best rap song collabo. And Wait, we're we're talking about what what year are we talking about now? Because uh, we were just at 808s. Uh, 2006, 2007. Oh yeah, we're sorry. So this is right before 808s, like when late. Red- okay, we went backwards. All right, I'm with you now. Yeah. Yes. I'm going through this complex list because it. Okay, they cool. say, I'm with so you. They say he got nominated over heard him say and Gold Digger. And Kanye got real mad at Common, <laughs> but then he <laughs> apologized to him. But he only apologized to him when late registration beat B for a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> and then around that time, he only apologized when late registration beat exactly. B for a Grammy. Around that time, it says, "Get him, yay!" I'm gonna start saying that. He's like, "I think I'm gonna move to London. Get a fake ass British accent like Madonna." <laughs> Get him, yay! He says what the fuck he wants. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go to the moon today. I'll twit pick uh-huh. a picture when I'm up there. Jesus. <laughs> He's out. Yeah, whatever, whatever he time, like, whatever he leaves the room now. He's like, Jesus. Out. <laughs> Did you see him standing at the end of the SNL when they're yeah. doing, like, the cast hugs and everything? Did you see that? The thing at the end with, like, Ben Affleck. 
Yeah, and then like Kanye's just standing there making mean faces at the camera. <laughs> he literally is like he's smiling and he sees the camera. He's like makes a mean face and he's like he's like talk somebody a little bit and he's like mean face then at one point he goes like this and leans over like goes around somebody and look at the camera it's hilarious oh oh sorry all right that, that was too big of an aside we need to get back to to 2009 so in 2009 <laughs> that's when the south park episode happened with the fish sticks <laughs> i love fish sticks uh, but you know he could have had a huge meltdown and said that South Park hates black people, but <laughs> he, did, he actually hates everybody. He had a really good sense of humor about it. And he said it was pretty funny. He's like, they murdered me. <laughs> I um, oh, oh, I watched a documentary about how they make their show now because they were like really. I don't know if this is a regular process, but I, it could have been from the beginning. But when they make an episode of South Park, they basically get up on Monday and they have. No, it's like Saturday to get together. Like, all right, what's next week's show going to be about? They don't have shit. <laughs> they sit there and plan it out, make the show, and then give it to Comedy Central by Thursday so it can go up when it's a new episode. I know, right? They can pay like, millions of dollars to be that unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's why we sound so awesome right now. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get paid millions to be unprepared. I like that, though, because it, uh, it keeps that show really current because they're always talking about something that just happened because they're literally making it two seconds before it's See, that's why I was that kind of explains how they were always so like right on top of things like some of it happened and like they're talking about it, like three days later yeah so that, the note that they actually just were like okay this wasn't planned y'all we actually I mean it was planned but it wasn't a coincidence we did this shit on purpose <laughs> so the quickest that you ever seem to get jokes about recent events is listening to like late night television. Yeah. And even then, like they kind of take two or three days to kind of think of a good joke for something. By that time, I mean, and who wants to watch Jay Leno all night to laugh about something that just happened? So God, it's, it's kind of funny because then it, it kind of makes South Park like the uh, the king of too soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title right there. The kings of too soon. So okay, so 2009, uh, after Fish Sticks, <laughs> um, what ended up happening is the infamous Taylor Swift thing happened in 2009. With the All right, can I get, can I set the scene? Can, go can ahead, I, go do it, do it. So we're definitely talking about Taylor now, right? Definitely Taylor. All right, so my man Jesus, right? Jesus. <laughs> he just finished putting out him and this song with Jay Z that's gonna be the first single off the Blueprint 3 it's called Run This Town and it's featuring Fiona featuring Rihanna and everybody's going crazy Kanye dissed the um, my man Yeezus dissed the rap 4 in the song it was amazing <laughs> but everybody's like oh this song's a big hit this song's a big hit so not long after that he goes to the MTV um, Music Awards, which happens every September. And he's seen on the red carpet with Amber Rose, uh, a handful of round thing, and then also a bottle of uh, Hennessy, taking pictures with his glasses on, dressed all in black. <laughs> he looked like, like, he's like, like, this dude is extra. He's just going crazy. He's drinking on the red carpet. Gets in there, and the show is probably 15, 20 minutes that it's been on. And I just gotten in the house. I was taking Brooklyn outside or whatever. See how I switched the scene over to my life. See that transition? Um, just took my dog outside. And then I hear like shouts from in the house or whatever. And that's my fiance and her sister. So I go, I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? They're like, Kanye's an asshole. <laughs> so this is what my man Jesus did. See, the 
um, award for, I believe it was uh, not video of the year, but just some kind of um, female award that they give out. <laughs> like best singer, best song, something. Beyonce was nominated, as was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift won. And this is when Taylor Swift was before she became I'm a monster in the media and Kanye wounded me so I'm going to make songs like I'm 16 all my life now like <laughs> this one she actually had hope of being a progressive artist still before Kanye scarred her for life and she gets on stage everybody's like oh good for you Taylor and she looks so happy and then my man Jesus he runs up on stage right and he says hold up hold up hold up I'm gonna let you finish but Beyonce had the greatest video of all time <laughs> And then he gets the microphone back to Taylor, turns to the camera, and then my man just shrugs. <laughs> like Kanye shrug. He just shrugs he and shrugged. then walks out. Going and Beyonce's face is like, oh my god, like I can't believe what I'm witnessing right now. And Taylor Swift just sitting there like, what the hell happened? Like that that, that was when Taylor Swift was no longer innocent. And she became a monster. My favorite thing about that whole moment is that. Uh, Hold up, let's finish. Well, I gotta get to the President Obama quote that happened, man. It's like the icing on the cake. I know. Like, President Obama, what do you think about this Kanye West fellow? And he's like, Kanye West. What a jackass. <laughs> the and black they- president of the entire world calls you a jackass. The black president of the entire world. I didn't know Barack, we voted him as president of the entire round thing world. Wow. Hey, everybody. Barack is president of the world now. How's that feel? Man, there'd be, my house would be on fire right now. Guaranteed. There would be riots in the streets and it would not be safe. Huh? Of the entire world? You said that. You said he's the president of the world. Yeah, I know, but you know, people say like of the free world or the greatest nation in the world or whatever. It's funnier the way I said it. Gotcha. <laughs> yo, yo, on a, a serious note, did you hear about what happened to Mookie Blaylock, by the way? No. He got in this car accident yesterday and uh, he's in critical condition right now. And the person, like he collided with another car and that person died. Uh, but hit them yeah oh uh, wow two cars like head-on collision but he's in critical condition right now and it's apparently pretty bad oh wow that's insane wow so way to pick the boot out of the room yeah oh, I just read it it was like breaking that's news on my twitter so 2009 one thing i forgot to mention what happened to that you hooked up with amber rose too he hooked up with Amber Rose, actually. Early 2009. No. Amber, no. Amber was around... If She wasn't around by the end of graduation. She was definitely around by 808s. Because there was actually a video that they shot for 808s they never put out that she was actually starring in. Really? Yep. It was, uh, it was RoboCop. He's the finest thing I've ever seen. Look at the movie scene. So what did we miss then? Sorry about the uh, Taylor Swift incident. Oh, everybody was pissed as fuck. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Beyonce won like video of the year later or whatever, like top female artist of 20, 2009. And she's like, Taylor, 
I want to apologize for what happened earlier. This is your moment. Da, 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 da. So Beyonce hands over her mic, her Beyonce mic, to wee little Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift touches it, and that's when a monster comes out. She's like, I want this power of Beyonce that she holds. And then Taylor Swift's like, thank you all. Thank you all for supporting me. Thank you so much, Beyonce, for doing this. Da, 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 da. She's done. And then uh, Katy Perry's on Twitter cussing out Kanye and... Kanye didn't even have a Twitter account yet. <laughs> Pink was cussing him out too. It was hilarious. And everybody's like, poor little Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, okay, that so that was late 2009. Now we're getting into 2010. And two, 2010, we have to say that, uh, of course, after the Taylor Swift incident, he moved to France and was out of the country for a while like he went totally incognito you didn't I, know that so he did like uh didn't saul williams do that too the slam poet he yeah went, kanye went over there and did an internship at a fashion place for real. oh yeah that's right yeah. yeah kanye intern that's almost as good as kanye telemarketer <laughs> and he got rid of his telephone i still i don't know if he has a phone to this day still so he, he french Huh? Just out of curiosity, can, do you think he can speak French? Probably. <laughs> he probably think he speaks it well, son. He's probably the dopest French speaker of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. Uh, 2010. Um, I remember. Besides that, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out and was you know really really successful then too. Actually, you got it. Before you get into that, you have to talk about. Him coming back, he came back from exile, and then he put out the power song. Everybody's like, "This actually is a dope Kanye song. We've been missing this." Then he started Good Fridays, one of your favoriteest things. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that. Well, first of all, about power, when he came out, that music video was just so different. <laughs> it was just, what a minute. Yeah, it was a minute, and and like it was so hyped up. Like there was so much hype for that video being like a masterpiece or something and then Kanye kept tweeting about it beforehand and everyone was kind of speculating about how it was supposed to be this work of art and whether or not it was going to be like a painting and if you don't remember the video or haven't seen the video it's just this like long panning shot like throughout the two seconds that the video lasted yeah yeah and, and it, it got really hyped up but then Good Fridays was classic like this is this is my favorite time for Kanye. Oh wait, we didn't get to the point about the night that, the greatest night to be Kanye West. Oh, about the Grammy? About the night he cussed out Taylor Swift? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well I was just saying that I would have been, like if I, if I, to be him that night when he's like feeling on top of the world and probably was like, probably as, as super, as cocky as he gets, then to be drunk on top of that, be there with a bad bitch and then, just not give a fuck about anybody when somebody says they announce an award that your ass decides to get up on stage and take a mic from like a then 20 year old girl and say hold up I'm gonna let you finish <laughs> like just to have that moment everything leading up to that night and then actually saying it and then walking off stage like everything leading up to the moment where it probably hit him fuck what did I just do <laughs> but everything lead up to that moment and then right before it all falls out I'd be like, I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet right now. Call me, ain't got shit on me. Jesus. All right, so 
we're, we're jumping around a lot, but uh, <laughs> another thing that happened is he had that, that stupid incident. I don't, I'm just talking about it because it's Kanye drama, but he went on the was that today with like Matt Lauer or something. And oh God, yeah, got all pissy with him because Matt Lauer really ran with the George Bush comments that Kanye had made before, and yeah, canceled his show and and whatever. But that's just an artist being an artist. Artists cancel shows all the time. Yeah, Good um, Fridays though. Kanye <laughs> decides he's gonna release like a free song every Friday. Except it was more like Saturday, sometimes Sunday. <laughs> but. A new song for free, not on an album really. Every weekend with some hot rappers on every single song, or every single song with great production too. I like think so, I "Looking think, for Trouble" came out. Yeah, that, that one that J Cole murdered. Yeah, so Big Sean was on it, did really well, and Big Sean was just starting to get some buzz, and then J Cole finished that song and was huge on it. Uh, trying to think of some of the other songs. So, Joy, 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 Devil in a Blue Dress. Yeah, both of those ended up on albums. Uh, uh, Monster, he put out Monster for free. Yeah, Monster was free. Um, oh, there's so many. I remember the first time you listened to Monster. I was like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, and that was around the time that Nicki Minaj was also. This is P, pre uh, Pink Friday. Nicki this is P Pink Friday. <laughs> Pre, so yes, pre Pink Friday. Everyone was like looking at Nicki Minaj like she was a like a monster of a rapper. Like everyone was like, "Wow, she's gonna be incredible with her career." And then, <laughs> out. <laughs> the thing is, though, is it makes me mad because she is so dope that we have that she chooses to make the music she does. Yes, that's what bothers me. But he made some some great music, but then he did some crazy stuff too because <laughs> with my twisted dark fantasy. As you've told me before, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, the album that everyone knows as My Twisted Dark Fantasy isn't the original album that he recorded and called that. Like, didn't he scrap a ton of the songs and then change all the features with other people? Like, Yeah, yeah, okay. Because what happened is his track listing leaked. <clears throat> and then he started some of his songs started leaking they're really bad versions but i know that the original version of uh, all of the lights which is drake on it um i know that leaked i know uh the song um uh, what is that very last song on there um the very last song on the album i know that that leaked um before it was completely finished and then he had a chorus i think the rick ross verse on devil in a blue new dress came out and of course monster was already out so it was kind of like See me now. Reveal too much. See me now. That was the last track on my. No, no, not that's not it. That's the bonus song. What's the one right before See Me Now? Who will survive in America? Okay, the one right before that. Lost in the world. Yes, Lost in the world. That joint, like that one leaked. I think. I think what happened is a lot of his stuff leaked, and he was just like, man. I don't want to put out music that people already know is coming, which kind of alludes to something he's doing right now. So he went and changed a bunch of features. He re-recorded stuff. He took people off of original songs. He didn't release some songs. In fact, um, one of the songs, Mama's Boyfriend, I think that leaked not that long ago, but then he said on Twitter that it wasn't the right beat. So I don't know whether that actually was an official leak. But... He just went and re-recorded his whole album like, no problem. Like, fuck it. I I got time. And it, he's, I'm pretty sure he didn't start really recording it again until 
September or so, I feel like he had to go back in and re- he started making changes and stuff. And that's when all the lights became like the 12 feature song that it became. And Elton John sang on there. It didn't sound like Elton John. So <laughs> like, that's not Elton John. It was a it was a crazy album. If you look at the um, people that were featured in the production and the musicians that were on it, there are so many people involved with that album. It's it's really unbelievable. And that's also when you started going with the uh, the runaway music video and short film that went into that. You have to be insane to think that that movie was dope. <laughs> He's probably so proud of that. And like, I was mad mostly because it ruined all the songs for me. I shouldn't have watched it. Well, I, I didn't realize it was going to be all the songs on the album it was literally going to be in this film. <laughs> that was disappointing. It's like, oh man. About that time is Rolling Stone. They had this awesome quote about the album. They said, it's his most maniacally inspired music yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, My Beautiful Dark Twist of Fantasy. Um, I, it's, I think Drake's Take Care album took a lot of cues from this album because with this album for me it's again kind of like 808s like 808s while I really love it like to death in the pieces it didn't feel cohesive all the way through but um it just felt like it was a bunch of sad songs but this album really feels like it feels like it has a start a middle and a finish and I think that's executed really well with the album now that being said he took some musical chances on here and he pretty much won with damn near everything he did so he had another album that was pretty fucking incredible on his resume now I didn't get to finish that quote and I think someone else has already made their verdict at this point not only did they say it's his most maniacally inspired music yet that quote goes on to say nobody halfway sane could have made this album (laughs) (laughs) oh god that's good that's good so uh that's that's 2010 Yes. 2010. So then 2011 happens, and then we get Watch the Throne. Yes, we did. And I, I don't know. Like, I almost felt like I, li- I like Watch the Throne. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. I listen to it, but I never felt to the point where it was kind of like. It never hit me where it was like, man, this is a great album. It was more like, this This is just, this is good and it's Jay and Kanye. I'm list- I want to listen to this. But I never listened to it. I was like, oh my God, this album is perfect. I'm so glad they finally did this. Like, I never felt that way about it. But I love Niggas in Paris. <laughs> so, what happened? So, Kanye West has deleted his, his tweets like several times over, right? No, this is the first time he deleted them all. He's okay. deleted people from his fo- followers. Well, when was the June 18th tweet? Three weeks ago, maybe a month at this point. That's such a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, June 18th, I think we tweeted that. He still had all his tweets. It wasn't until um, he put out the songs that he decided he would delete his tweets and stuff. So watch the throne. I I want to know how that factors into his sanity because he's been working alongside Jay Z for a long time, and Jay Z seems like Jay Z's like taking him under his wing. But at this point, Kanye's kind of outgrew 
Jay-Z, and it's kind of bigger than Jay-Z at this point. Jay-Z is more of like an empire, but Kanye West is bigger as a musician. Yeah, I and agree. So they decided to put this this album out together, which is super risky for Jay-Z and like a variety of things. So one way, the last time he did a collabo album. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Our oh. Kelly thing was doomed from the start. But yet to like to really, really get in the bed with Kanye and be like, well, we're going to do an album together with all your craziness and the craziness that comes around your albums. <laughs> Not that it wasn't a, a smart business move because no, of course. anybody that can sell that like, tour grossed millions upon millions alone. Oh, yeah. So how many times were they doing encores of in Paris? <laughs> I think they got up to 11 in Paris. That, that That's crazy. So it was obviously going to sell well with both of their names. But wow, that... That was that was crazy because I, I don't know what what that did to Kanye to be able to do an album with someone that big and I don't know I bet it put a lot of pressure on both of them for it to be a, a tremendous album and maybe that was humbling I don't know here is more evidence towards the fact Kanye is crazy <laughs> a long long time ago Kanye West convinced himself that he was the best rapper in the world and would continue to be until the day he died. And because of this philosophy that he shares with no one except himself, he will always think that he's doing the dopest shit in the world, even when, even compared to Jay-Z, like he's past the point of caring who he's on track with. I mean, you know what I mean, as long as a certain caliber artist. But he just, he thinks he's the best, no matter what. He could, he could take 10 years off, come back, still think he's the best. <laughs> that's just that's where his brain goes and that's why he's the way he is which is crazy 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 <laughs> sing along with hyphen so obviously uh watch the throne was extremely successful there yes. was actually a lot of controversy that i ever remember at any point i remember lots of people talking about the oh this video or whatever oh, this video was so awesome took the chainsaw or whatever to the Maybach. And there's like, yeah and then they donated it and the money towards charity which was really nice after they did that that's such a jay-z that was such a jay-z move i bet you kanye was pissed he's like i ain't fucking give my money cut charity jay fuck that i don't like people playing my money god so he did uh, end up making some black. crazy it's... comments around that time, though, about abortions. <laughs> Which, given uh, a lot of the language in there, I'm not going to read it, but... <laughs> when, what year was that when he said that? Last year? 2011? Yeah, 2011. Two years ago. Oh, gosh. I don't even know what to say about that. But he decided, you know, as if abortions aren't controversial enough, I'm going to compare myself to Hitler in August of 2011. <laughs> so of, of all places, at the England's Big Chill Festival, because, you know, that that's important. If you don't make it at England's Big Chill Festival, I don't think that you've really succeeded as an artist. I got paid a, at least $1 million to be there. Oh, my God. But so, all right, so he's there, and he, he says... I walk through the hotel and I walk down the street and people look at me like I'm insane, like <laughs> like I'm Hitler. One day the light will shine through and when people understand everything I ever did. <laughs> wow. So, as if comparing yourself to Hitler is ever a good idea. No, it's not. They say 
Well, the reason that Hitler and I are the same isn't just that people look at us like we're insane, but that one day people are going to understand everything that we've done. <laughs> so, all right. So, to anyone that could be an aspiring musician, like, <laughs> yeah, the music industry is mostly Jewish. <laughs> like, yes, it is. Execs, A and R's, producers. People like Rick Rubin, they wear the yarmulke. <laughs> they might not have been in Adam Sandler's like yarmulke song. I'm not classic song that that made many friends in the music industry. But I'm thinking that hopefully for Kanye at this point, everyone just stopped paying attention to what Kanye said. They're like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> You know, all the tabloids right now are running stories about how either Kim is, has sold their baby pictures already without Kanye knowing, or that Ken, uh, that Kanye's been cheating on her since she got pregnant and fat. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. So, oh, my God. Uh, you know, after that, then he he did the thing with Chris Humphreys, released that song. He dissed them in a song called Cold, which ended up on their his 2012 compilation album, Good Summer, which I do not recommend, but actually the song Cold was pretty good. And he said... Huh? Was Theraflu on that? Yeah, Ther- Theraflu actually became Cold because um, Kanye's representative said, or Def Jam said that Theraflu asked him not to name the song that, like the legit company. And then Theraflu released a statement saying we did not. <laughs> Gotcha. So they changed it to cold. <laughs> cold. Da, 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 da. That song's dope, though. So we should see on the flu game like Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Chivalry spitting bars. I've been trying to get him to spit bars on his Facebook page. You won't do it. <laughs> I'm going to keep writing lyrics so you, f- you figure out what the next line is. I'm- this is all from memory, by the way. Great. Uh, so, Kanye. As if he wasn't crazy. Okay. Then he goes and knocks up crazy <laughs> to make crazy incarnate. <laughs> I think Kanye felt like he deserved to live the everyday black man's dream. So he just said, you know what? They don't go to be inspiration to all them broke niggas out there. I'm going to go fuck Kim Kardashian and get that bitch pregnant. Yeezy. <laughs> uh, so Kim Kardashian. <laughs> No, that's She's what happened. That, that was the legit reason. But even as a rap move, that's not a good idea. Like, oh, well. <laughs> According to but, Ray J, it's not. But, you know, now, yeah. Ray J, Reggie Bush. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Yeah, I mean, forget that's about the one she the married. <laughs> you got a musician that never amounted to anything. Beyond the album that only I think you and I know, and being the brother to a, somebody else that actually had a career. Yeah. To be with Reggie Bush, who was a huge bust, to Chris Humphreys, who I don't think anyone even knew existed. <laughs> I'd even d- in Los Angeles until he was with her. I believe it. Come on. Oh my God. Like, it, if there was ever a woman that screamed Gold Digger, ever. <laughs> Ever in the entire world, ever, in world history of human beings. (laughs) Okay. It was was Kim Kardashian. Easy. I don't know why Easy loves that, loves Kim Kardashian, Matt. (laughs) So so I'm married now, and you're about to be married. Yay! I can't can't really apply this rule anymore in my life, but 
a good life rule to come out of this is don't knock up someone that already has sex videos with probably three other people in the world. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that That's the title of the episode right there. Don't have sex when anybody has three or four sex videos with other people out there in the world. No, no, I didn't even say don't have sex because that just rolls out like porn stars wouldn't have a career. That's <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, because really, this kid's going to grow up and be like, oh, so little Jimmy or whatever, you know, they're going to name their kid. <laughs> so, uh, so your dad, he jumps up on tables and have temper tantrums. That, that, okay. <laughs> so when you act out, you're just acting like your dad, all right? And your mom. Well, so your mom got famous because she acted like she gained a lot of weight and then pretended to lose a lot of weight and then somehow got something. I don't know what she did with diet something. <laughs> oh, you're talking about um, Trim's. That's not even right. Trim's spot was Anna Nicole. I don't remember what that shit was called. So somehow <laughs> she got some money from and that. She wasn't even fat. She like got a little tone. That's all it did. So uh, I hope, I sincerely hope. Because after this point, the verdict has already been clear. He's a crazy man. I hope that having a kid mellows Kanye West out. Did we ever do a um, talk about his music, or did we just kind of graze over it at the beginning? We talked about his music here and there. <laughs> I'm talking about the new music. Oh, the new music? No, no, we're at this point now. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Know- I just buried the lead. Okay, go ahead. So... <laughs> We know the man is crazy at this point. We hope that he gets less crazy since now he has a kid. But that's less probably crazy. <laughs> so now, latest thing, Jesus, which so the internet goes crazy over Jesus. The album artwork is out, which is is interesting. It just kind of looks like a CD. Well, actually, it is the CD in there, and it's a clear case with right. no booklet. It just kind of has some like red duct tape that says Jesus on it. <laughs> With his ego, I can't believe it's it's not something grander than that. I thought I didn't think the official artwork was out because I saw that picture you're talking about, but I thought the actual artwork was underneath the um the album the tape or... and everything. Yeah, the oh. duct tape. And for all we know, we're looking at ones that are like being handed around the producers and stuff, and they just took a picture of right. Because the pictures I see, the the tape that's on the album actually looks like it is actual tape. And so, therefore, we could be looking at just some other copy. But when people are so anxious about your album, they'll go nuts over just about anything. Fast forward to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Where he does, was it two song set? Yeah, he did... uh Because it's traditional SNL. You do one song at the beginning and then one song like right before the end of the show. So So Kanye gets up there, the first song, has like this leather coat on with like spikes or studs or I don't know. Yeah. Bedazzled beads for all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Bedazzled, Yeezy. And gets up there and he has like a very Roots like, not Roots the film, but Roots like the band kind of retro looking like but artistic kind of not for sale thing pulsing in the background. Yeah. And uh performs a pretty simple performance really he has a live band which actually does a really really good show and it looks like Kanye West has decided he wants to be a rock star at this point <laughs> but I, I don't know what were your thoughts of the, the performances um, I believe the first song he did was called Skinhead 
and I actually really liked the shit that shit. <laughs> I was trying to say the, uh, the song a lot. I was like, I really like that shit a lot. That's the Yeezys coming out. Um, no, I really did enjoy the live performance of the song a lot. I um, thought Kanye's voice was strong throughout. I liked the images. I liked everything going on. But he scared the shit out of me at the same time. Because I was like, why the hell are you so aggressive? I don't understand it. Why are you screaming at me? So that one I did enjoy. Um, that one was interesting. My first thoughts when I watched that video was that maybe, and this is still me being optimistic because I still respect Kanye as an artist, maybe Kanye has finally decided, I'm going to take all these outbursts and I'm going to focus it on music. Right. Because those two songs, they seem way more confrontational, not so much like the rest of hip hop where you can drop subliminals and they're so gonna can, kill somebody like that but like confrontational like like it's actually like pent up and this is his means of like getting out everything in his head like all at once right since Kanye is crazy <laughs> race it involves like inferiority complex delusions of grandeur like all sorts of things that that just make Kanye West like all of his flaws right and those all kind of seem like maybe they're all coming together into his, his music now. It's not so much like I'm gonna be the hottest rapper or I'm gonna make like the dopest beats or I'm gonna really just try to put a classic album together. I think now by the looks of it, it seems like now it's getting personal, not so much about talking about his personal life, but now it's actually his music is emotional. Mm-hmm. Um. Beyond, uh, well, it's not that it wasn't emotional before. It was clearly emotional, but now it's a different type of emotion that he's actually tapping out. No, I understand exactly what you mean. I, if he actually has figured out a way to do this and is channeling all that anger he has towards his music, maybe it's for the good of himself and the rest of the world. If he's found a way to make his outlet like a true outlet for himself. Except he was not happy when he ran into that that stop sign in the street. He was pissed. He cussed out the cameraman. What if the whole album is about the stop sign? <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be the dopest stop sign album ever. Ever. By a crazy person. <laughs> oh, that, that, that clip was hilarious. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> And Kim just look. Kim's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" He's like, "Get off me!" He's so mad. You were talking about that. I watched this great clip the other day. Okay. Uh, somebody else that was walking with a bunch of paparazzi around them. Have you seen the Dave Chappelle clip when the paparazzi are taking pictures of him and when he's trying to go get a cigarette and he decides that he's just gonna talk to them for like an hour or something? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so I don't know where it's at, but Dave Chappelle steps out of this restaurant like this is recent goes to take you know go for a walk and then he pulls out a cigarette because you know Dave Chappelle's a smoker wants to smoke and everyone's trying to get pictures they're all like getting in each other's way and he's just like yo well uh, where do you guys come from how do you even know that I'm here and instead of like what happens with a lot of celebrities where they just kind of insult them and be like, you know, you're an asshole, whatever. We're going to take all your pictures and ruin your day. And then we're going to disappear and sell them for 10 grand. Right. He actually like leans against the wall, makes a few jokes, starts talking to them, like takes a look at their cameras, signs a few autographs for them. And like, 
they they ask him some questions to try to sell some of his quotes to some of the tabloids and he's like oh you know that's that's a loaded question i'm not going to answer that <laughs> like I, I don't remember who they were asking him about but it was cool seeing that response to be like you know what you guys are the scum of the earth, but you know you guys got to eat too. Whatever, I'm I'm gonna smoke this cigarette and talk to you. Versus Kanye West is like, I'm so much better. Than you, I'm not gonna look at you. Bam, run my face into a street sign. Which I don't like having paparazzi around me, and I can understand wanting to duck your face so your face you don't have a good shot all over the tabloids, and that things like that are gonna happen. But since it's Kanye. I'm going to say that it's karma coming back around to him. <laughs> when he was doing his SNL promos uh, he, with like Ben Affleck and a couple of the cast members, there was one where he had a Band-Aid on his head. <laughs> and I was like, that's actually kind of funny, Kanye. But then this is all he did in the commercials. He's like, Stoneface. I'm Stoneface Jay. What if that became the, the Jada Kiss paper towel around your head? <laughs> the... Uh, Band-aid underneath your eye. <laughs> I'm gonna make you my Nelly. That was that was pretty. That's a Chappelle show quote. Oh, that's awesome though. I wish Kanye would. Kanye just needs to find happiness, man. <laughs> I want him to be happy too. <laughs> and if if he gets happy with Kim Kardashian, in the spite of all the drama that just looks like would come around from those two independently, <laughs> I hope he finds it. Whatever it is. I want to be happy and continue to make music that doesn't scare me. Because <laughs> you know I'm scared to death of new slaves, yo. That shit just... He's like, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, fucking the white women in the Hamptons. He couldn't even stop himself from cussing on the SNL joint. He was... He was... He was... He didn't do the end where he does a strange singing, though. I'm, I'm waiting to hear that. Did you hear that on the um, one on the wall? Yeah. Like it's like ah, ah, Elliot Wilson's like I want to know what that is. <laughs> That's why he tweeted out the day it came out. It just reminded me of when Donald Faison and um, uh, the dude that plays JD Zach Zach Breath. yeah Zach Breath when they did that baby it's cold outside video and at the end <laughs> they start scatting Donald Faison starts scatting. Don't scare. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that video. <laughs> so I, I guess one one cool thing to, to, that we could end all this on. Okay. And we talk about a place that we would like a rapper to be in to record like the best possible album that we could envision for that artist, right? Like we talk about moments in Jay's career that would have been awesome to like if he like certain artists would have just like focused on certain things so like with kanye out of all the albums that he has what what point would you like him to be in and be the most comfortable to put out the music that you think would be classic kanye the, pretty much the point between the period that he went through in between graduation and leading up to 808s like if you take that Kanye where you have a combination of coming off graduation and start on 808s and combine those two I think that would be my favorite era Kanye 
because that's when he started doing stuff like the put on remix that Jeezy joint you remember that that was like one of the first times he actually used autotune on a song and he killed it because I was like what is this autotune shit Kanye's doing but then by the end he's he killed that motherfucker so I feel like he and then he also did swagger like us at that time so there's a lot of hot Yeezy verses that came out from graduation to 808s so I would really like if there was an era I could pick it would be that I wish I could take Dark Twisted Fantasy Kanye. Yeah. Around the time when he was doing Good Fridays and working with everybody and somehow convincing them to put it out for free. Yeah. And having Kobe come to the studio while you record your remix. Yeah. (laughs) To take that moment, but then somehow take it to pre-drama Kanye. And so if you could take like the old hungry Kanye, give him artists or access to all these artists but yet still have Kanye have that absolute confidence that he can do whatever the hell he wants to, it would be magical. That would be, that would be a gift from God. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? Say that again. Maybe then we wouldn't have songs with Justin Bieber on it. (laughs) You know what? That was one of the weaker songs, but I still can't say it was bad. (laughs) I just don't put that on my last FM. (laughs) (laughs) I gotcha understandably so um what was i going to say oh just just another tangent since kanye used to be putting that little backpacker box conscious rapper box um i was uh driving around earlier today and a talib song came on serious and it was a new song that he has with miguel and it was pretty cool whatever and i was like man when did i stop fucking with talib like as I'm driving because like Talib used to be my dude or whatever and I'm still a big fan of his old stuff but pretty much after he did that uh oh I can't I can't think of the album the album that had like listen on it and then it had eardrum yes ever since he dropped eardrum I kind of stopped messing with it because even like the reflection eternal album that came out I got it and I really listened to it and then he's put out like a project like a side project he put out Rainbow, what was it? Something rainbows. Cutter rainbows. Rainbows, yeah. And I think he's getting ready to release more new music, and I just don't know when I stopped fucking with Tyler. Yeah. I don't, is he getting ready to put that out finally? Yeah, I think it might already be out. Okay, because that might be what that um, new song's from. But I don't, I don't know when the point came where it was just like. I don't listen to Tyler anymore, and it's like it makes me, it made me a little sad. I didn't understand it. I didn't know if it was just me or what. Yeah, I, uh, I'm the same way. Uh, I definitely, uh, I understand that. Um, the thing though that I've been thinking about, I had that that moment there for a second too, but I've been thinking a lot about Ghostface Killer lately. <laughs> okay. Because he did. I heard, but yet I'm still really excited about. It. I can't believe I haven't listened to it, which is Twelve Reasons to Die. Yeah. So he worked with um, this guy named Adrian Young, and there's this really, really good interview with Adrian Young on NPR's Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Mm-hmm. And so they they talked a lot about Twelve Reasons to Die, but also a bunch of this uh, other music that Adrian uh, Gross or sorry Adrian has put together over his career, and it's it's unbelievable. Like if you ever want to listen to someone that's been in the music industry who's fell in love with hip-hop started a music career fell out of love with hip-hop and then is somehow working their way back into hip-hop and making albums with ghostface killer and stuff that just kind of are like 
into the realm of the experimental hip hop that kind of follows the story, but has like different types of stuff for production and everything. It just makes me so excited, like this <laughs> album. And like, I can mess with some Wu Tang. Like, I don't really listen to Wu Tang like anymore. Right. I don't think I can listen to like any of the albums ever. Supreme Clientele, Supreme Supreme Clientele, yeah. and. Cuban links are the ones if I had to pick two. Those Absolutely. are the two I go to. I listen to anything in my even life. over thirty six chambers. Those two are the ones I go back to if anything. Yeah. This album is incredible, and if you ever get the chance, you definitely want to listen to this interview because he just talks about so many things. Like apparently, he takes uh, music from uh, like westerns, like spaghetti westerns, and like incorporates that into this this whole concept. Uh, this album, uh, which it's kind of like a, a comic book slash horror flick storyline yeah. throughout the whole album. Right. And uh, he has this quote in this interview where he says, like, hip hop has mastered the drum, but hip hop still hasn't mastered composition for a song. And I thought about it. I was like, if any music has like mastered the drum, it's totally hip hop. Yeah. But composition is something that's completely lacking in the world that we're going to take this sample and loop it over and over again. Yeah. And constantly, as much as he focuses on production, and as much as he like is anal retentive about all these details, even he doesn't really go into the composition to the extent that other genres go into. The one album he actually did was Late Registration. He was yeah. really big on the sound of that one. But yeah, he's moved away from it since then. Probably because he spent like over a million dollars just recording late regist- registration. <laughs> Listen to Kanye's like production of uh, Numbers on the Board. Yeah. You're like, that's not any composition whatsoever. <laughs> no, but it's dope as fuck. But you know, considering who he's making the beat for, that kind of puts it in perspective too. But you should people, definitely- People have said to me that they didn't think Pusher came as hard as he could have on that track. They say he could have did better. I believe it. I like the song. I still play it. Yeah. But I, I can see that. I could agree with that. Okay. Just thought. But yeah, it was just really weird when that hit me. Um, but I'm going to definitely check out that Ghostface thing because Ghost is my favorite Wu-Tang member. And it'd probably be Ghost Ray, Meth, and it's whoever. I'll just take whoever sometimes after that. I, you know what? I missed out on going to the Capadonna show that was here in Morgantown. Because really? I hate Capadonna, and then everybody told me I missed one of the greatest live shows in Morgantown ever. You, so for everyone that listens to this podcast, Kellen has been hating on Capadonna forever. Like, I remember when Triumph came out, and, you know, we we're all talking about all the rappers and the song and the video and everything like that. You're the only person I know that brought up Capadonna's verse at all. And then you're like, yeah, I hate Capadonna. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's so mediocre, though. Like, so middle of the pack when it comes to Wu-Tang members. Not mediocre. He's it? the worst. I would take a you guy verse over a Kappa verse any day. Wow. And I know you guy can't rap. I have no opinion of Capadonna. Like, I, it does not elicit any response from me. You're the only person that feels so strongly about Capadonna. You know the first time I knew I didn't like Capadonna? Ice cream. Wow, this goes way back. I don't, I don't know, man. Like ice cream is such a dope song. You got Meth's hook, you got Ray, you got Ghost talking about Dina Howard and shit. And then, and then Kappa gets on there. He's like, no, 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 no. But I don't even know what the fuck he said. 
But it didn't, I didn't like it. I can tell you that much. And I was like, man, his verse is so whack. And then another song pissed me off. He was on this, uh, I believe it was a Method Man song off of uh, Takao 2000. It's called Sweet Love. And like Meth killed it. And I think he had Street Life on it. Street Life killed it. And then you got to Kappa and he's like, what? And I was like, he just ruined the damn song, man. He's like Zoidberg. <laughs> Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> Why not? Because he's terrible. Oh, yo. So we were just talking about Pusha T a second ago. Okay. And push. That, that complex article was talking about when they were recording the Runaway video. Yeah. And uh, Pusha T had a verse on Runaway. And Kanye made Pusha T rewrite his verse four times and told him he needed to be more of a douchebag. I know. I remember <laughs> that. I did hear that. Well, I can see Kanye saying that. <laughs> no, we need more douchebag. Believe oh, me, I know. Awesome. When they were doing My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah. Q was apparently hanging out with them. And they would be in the studio getting food delivered. And they were asking the delivery people like what they thought of that. Man, I want to be a delivery guy wherever Kanye is recording. That would be an incredible moment. I know. That... Like, all right, all right, sir, I just, I just want my $10 for the pizza. It, it's cool. And they're like, no, 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 come on in here. What do you think of this? Can you imagine the pressure of being that pizza boy? It's kind of like that Aziz joke when he says Kanye was listening to his own music when he goes to his house. I believe it. He's like, these beats are dope. If some irrelevant, like, music festival or, like, MTV Europe or whatever for their video music awards can right. get Kanye so fired up, can you imagine the pizza delivery guy? What do you mean you don't like the sample, homie? This is Chicago. This is what I know. Uh, I like the sticks. See that that those meltdowns firsthand. Not really. I don't want that makes it sound like I'm a hater. <laughs> you like to see Kanye meltdown? I no. I would like to just be able to to get that one on one and just kind of see it. Besides all the meltdowns that we get, yeah, that the news reports on. Because for all I know, he could be like a genius that is just. That's just part of his genius. Like maybe he's just not. Maybe he's antisocial. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe he's not really that cocky, and that that's just the hip hop talking. I mean, yeah, but so that would like, oh, oh, poor Kanye. Would you just completely be like he's a fucking genius? Like I am about Fifty Cent. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> Dennis Rodman can go to North Korea and be like, yeah, the guy's not so bad. <laughs> Dennis Rodman can do whatever the fuck he wants, apparently. Yeah, but, you know, like, there are rappers that you know, that you you know very well, that you would say are different in hip-hop than they are as a person, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so you could say, maybe, that this is just Kanye, Kanye West the rapper and not Kanye West the person. Well, that's what everybody tries to say. Like, Kanye's so nice when he's just you and him or whatever. And y'all, he's so funny and da-da-da-da-da. And nobody believes it because nobody ever gets to see that Kanye. Because as soon as the camera's around, he's like... face. <laughs> Yay be, face. I want to be the, the pizza delivery guy that gets pulled into Kanye's house. It's like, you know, me with my pizza and, and Kanye. And Kanye's like, yo... I got this new music. What do you listen? What do you think of it? And I'm like, ah, and I'll be, I'll be sweating bullets, not knowing how to like tell him what I actually think, <laughs> what I need to, to say to Kanye. And like, it's garbage, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. And then just like having that candid, 
candid conversation with Kanye about music. That would be incredible to me. That would be pretty amazing. Like he seems like one of the best people to talk about music with in the world because he loves it so much. He's just crazy. Oh, no, best person to talk about music in the world would be Questlove. Oh yeah, next to Questlove. Questlove is no, definitely number one. So, uh, so our final verdict is that he's crazy. But is there like, did we commute the sentence because he's crazy and but a good guy? I don't know. <laughs> um. He's uh he's crazy with probation. Oh, okay. So he has to serve at least a good eighteen years of probation. <laughs> After that we'll see how Kanye's feeling. You know he would redeem himself very quickly if he just put out another odd album. If Yeezus is great, people would forget about it again. Because yeah. already done that after Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, everybody hated Kanye, and he was a household name for just making an ass out of himself. And somehow he he got off Twitter, stopped doing interviews, did Good Friday, and all of a sudden he's like, he was Jesus. <laughs> he was for Jesus. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm really excited to hear the album. His idea of not dropping anything before the album actually drops is really ballsy. But I guess at this point in his career, he can get away with it. So I'm excited to hear an actual good version of one of the songs, though, so I can really judge it. Um, but he's definitely crazy. There's no way around it. Podcast out of it or something. What'd you say? So we'll review it and we'll make a podcast out of it. And hopefully he wins awards and doesn't hate us. Didn't we give him awards last time, though? Probably. But he was probably mad he didn't get all of them. <laughs> He's like, how come I didn't get best verse? The thing about Taylor Swift... I, <laughs> so, when he's not getting mad that he didn't win best new artist or best male artist, only Kanye West would get fired up and make a scene out of best female artist. <laughs> for a category he's not even in for one of his friend's wives. Wife. <laughs> His friend's wife. So that that's the episode. Um, <laughs> Welcome there's, back. There's that administrative part of podcast and radio and everything now where we have to tell you our username on absolutely everything. But at this point, you know what Hip Hop Manifesto is. You can go to all the places that you go and we will probably be there. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, but good talk. Good talk. I think the show went pretty well there. Bro. Yeah, it was good. And that was like two hours. So that's like two episodes. <laughs> Might as well make it two episodes. Why not? We'll see. Probably not. <laughs> We're ball. This is episode 12. We don't do two-parters. Unless it's special. Ah, see? 12. One and two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right, it was good. Uh, man, we haven't had a, an episode in forever, and I'm glad of all of them like this one actually seemed like it had a whole hell of a lot of material to it i think it did let me um, stop this recording turn off the